Okay. Hey, nerds. Welcome to another wonderful intro but written by my dear and talented friend, Morgan Marie Ludich. We can't emphasize how much Morgan writes these. Every word we're saying was her idea. How does she do it? Stop, guys. I'm blushing. Never. Never. Well, then we might as well get back down to business. <laughs> what a good idea, Morgan. So smart. This is our last main feed episode of 2021, and it is blessedly horny. But first, let's read a review. Today's review comes to us from Australia. I will not be doing a voice. (laughs) Do it. From Reformed Claroline Shipper. This podcast is... Oh my God, bad start. (laughs) This podcast is conspiring against me to make me love it. I discovered this podcast during yet another hard COVID lockdown in Melbourne, and it made the whole thing so much more bearable. It reminds me so much of when I first watched TVD, not exactly as it aired because it was super hard to access in Australia, but reasonably close to it, and would get drunk and discuss it with a group of my friends. Mm -hmm. It's exactly the right blend of nostalgia and critique and horniness, and I love it so much. Also, thank you for acknowledging the true H2O roots of BFF Holt and Duncan, Australian Mermaid Queens. I was, at the time I originally watched the show, a Claroline shipper, though a nice one, not like a scary one. They all say. (laughs) That's what they say. But this podcast has clarified, and then in parentheses clarified with the KL, some things for me. Love. One, I needed something to cling through during season four where no one had mashed potato brains. (laughs) Two, what I actually liked was A, Caroline ruling, and B, Klaus, nominally the most powerful being in the world, getting absolutely stepped on. (laughs) In my defense, Big Simpin also does seem to enjoy getting absolutely stepped on. So thank you so much for the gift of this podcast. I can offer no gift in return, but if you want to be mildly horrified, I strongly recommend checking out the, is that like an early thousands? British supernatural teen show, Hex. It is some hot garbage, but it features baby Joseph Morgan in kind of a Matt Donovan role, the lone human amid witches and ghosts and fallen angels, the main one of whom is Michael Fassbender. I feel like you'd have a lot of things to say about it. Hell yeah. That sounds great. (laughs) Yeah. I think I have that saved on a hard drive, actually. (laughs) That sounds like you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, LaToya, the the pick that you love. (laughs) (sighs) Thanks so much to the co- <laughs> to the koala bear that wrote that. Or kangaroo. Or mermaid. This week's episode, Monster's Ball, uh, is the one that we'll be covering on the show. It's season one, episode five, and Netflix describes it as, On campus, Elena is touched by a sad and secretive student. Elena and Damon attend a historical ball dressed as Anne Boleyn and Henry VIII. I know there's a script, but why is that second part part of the description? Why does it matter? <laughs> Kenzie and Silas are being hot in this episode. What the fuck? <laughs> that is what's most notable. But I do want to discuss that first sentence. Touched. Okay. <laughs> Touched? Touched. 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 <laughs> what on earth? Elena is touched. touched. She's not touched by this boy. <laughs> by a sad and, and secretive not be. student. <laughs> sad and secretive. What the fuck? <laughs> Report him, Elena. <laughs> <laughs> and without further ado, 
The Empire Diaries. Woo! All right, I think that was perfect. That was great. <laughs> no notes. Cut, print, moving on. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Empire Diaries. We know the risk, but we have to podcast. I am one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dayfield. And today we are talking about episode five of season five of the Vampire Diaries, Monsters Ball. Respect my neck! No one's neck is respected in this episode, <laughs> especially not Stefan's. <laughs> Definitely not Stefan's. If it were us writing this episode, it would be a direct reference to that because no one is respecting Stefan's neck. We would constantly be referencing it if we wrote the show, <laughs> which is why it's good we didn't. We would not be uh, brought back for the next season of the show. Not at all. <laughs> Can't wait for Adrian Brody to be reprising that character on Succession. (laughs) Again, just watching the season of television, I'm just like, I wish we were doing double episodes, baby. I need more Ketsia in my life. Just like one dose of Ketsia is like a crime. To see her on screen is so electric. Um, Every (laughs) time she's not on screen, the character should all be asking, where's Ketsia? (laughs) And that they aren't. Shush. She's so hot. Um, But before we get right into that, Jill, I got to ask you, how'd you feel about this episode of Children? Well, to say the same thing we've been saying since season four, they hate Tyler (laughs) so much. And it's so sad. He doesn't deserve it. And I like, there's nothing else we can say about it, but it's just, it's so sad to watch. It's mean. It's just mean to watch how can you look at that put him and then be like let's just make him a full-on fuckboy even as they're saying you know i was helping a bunch of wolves that you know there's no cell phone reception and they still make him seem like a piece of shit yeah like and even like his reasoning he like you even said i think in our chat like he has points like he's making a good point his want for revenge is good and when caroline says you're behaving like class i'm like no he has reasons for this and klaus never has reasons for what he is doing Klaus killed his mom. Yeah, like that's so fair. And this is something I was trying to remember. Have we articulated, has someone articulated, like there is no getting revenge on Klaus. Like he's just, one, the the best revenge is for Klaus to keep living his fucking miserable life where he's mm-hmm. constantly sad and disappointing himself and throwing bottles at walls and crying his mascara tears. Like, you know, the best revenge is living well. But um, because he's, like, unkillable, what does Tyler think he can do to him? And and why is that not Caroline's point where it's, like, trying to get something out of this is, like, trying to draw blood from a stone. Like, you have to just, like, let it go or it's going to kill you. The point Caroline should have is, like, if your revenge is to kill him, you will kill yourself. You will kill me. Like, that is the point she should be making and she's not. And we have vaguely talked about it just because – Remember, Davina's whole plan is to kill Klaus, and because they don't know over on the originals that killing Klaus would kill Marcel. Yeah, and also, yeah, killing killing Klaus will kill Tyler, quite literally. Yeah. So it's just like, what do you want? Like, and 
it, it does feel like a really big like oversimplification of a final fight that breaks them up because it's also like if he wants revenge on Klaus so bad, why is he spent all summer helping these other wolves instead of just going to get that revenge? Like he should have like just yeah. fucked Rebecca. Remember when they vaguely made it seem like <laughs> Tyler wanted to fuck Rebecca when he first became a hybrid, and it was like, and Caroline was jealous. Like he should have just fucked Rebecca and like been done with it. I'm actually sure. gonna cry because that is the best revenge he could ever get on Klaus. <laughs> Fuck your sister. The one thing you can never do, bitch. Bye. The end. We're good. Everything's great. Yeah, Caroline would be upset for a little bit, but she'd get over it. <laughs> Who hasn't fucked Klaus's sister at this point? <laughs> Me? You sound like Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jill's next. Um, but anyways, yeah, I like... Like, where are they going to go from here? The class is on his own show. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. But anyways, on a happier note, um, Ketia and Silas. <gasps> fucking great stuff there. Great woo. stuff. I, I, just, I feel like Michael just going, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. They're both so hot and so crazy. I love them. <laughs> what did it's we so do mean. to deserve them, honestly? Ugh. It's like at least like that's good horny. Like what did we have to be horny about in a sustained and exciting way in season four? Uh, footage not fucking found because <laughs> like Damon and Elena as I – we <laughs> – I'm editing a portion in our like season four finale episode right now where Damon and Elena kind of have it out and then they kiss and I go and I will give it the highest compliment I can give it. It doesn't make me want to throw up. <laughs> and all of us are like, I didn't want to throw up either. And we're all like excited we didn't want to throw up when they kissed. <laughs> so there's some damage control that needed to be done. And they brought in Ketsia and she cleaned that shit up and made it all shine because yeah, she's she just did. crazy and hot and i love and her and even with damon and elena I, I put in the chat that like they're going downhill even from rock bottom <laughs> <laughs> they're still how are they still fucking up so much <laughs> what is going on couple. there <laughs> i like i know we used to we don't really do it anymore but like predicting in the future i have no idea where this season's going <laughs> absolutely no but idea like, in a good way you're like i'm kind of happy with that right you're not like oh god yeah. i have no idea where this is going yeah. partially like with the tyler stuff i'm like oh god what's yeah you know but yeah. like everything else i'm like i genuinely no clue i'm just along for the ride <laughs> Yeah, I will say that's kind of what seasons four and five are like. You're like, okay, I I guess at, at every turn. And that's kind of where it, one of the other like big markers, like we talked about the end of season three is kind of like a big end of an era for the show, even though it's not the end of high school. Like that's what's so weird. It's the end of Elena's human life, I guess. So she, the way the seasons were shaped in three you could assume what was going to come next to a certain mm -hmm. extent. Like you could be like, okay, these are like season long conflicts. Like these are things we're going to be dealing with. But now it's just like, and then, and then, and then, and then, and that's okay. Cause this show is actually quite good at, and then, and then, and then because of its ability to burn through plot, like, you know, like, like motherfuckers. Um, but 
the oneness of the stories they were telling in mm-hmm. like one, two, it, and three. It's like the opposite kind of, of like season two when it did the end thing. Cause you're like, wait, how are we done with this arc already? We're moving. Pew. And yeah. And that's why season two was perfect and never did anything wrong. <laughs> and that's actually true because there was no Esther Michelson in season two. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. But Jill, is there anything else you would like to address in, uh, in this sweet, sweet app? <laughs> I don't have much to say about it, but Nadia and Catherine. <laughs> Nadia. What did you fucking think? What? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I see your face again. And she sees her face again. That's her daughter she- sobbing. Everyone. Her papa is dead, but her daughter is alive. Bulgarian strong, baby. <laughs> I Jill still feels speechless. nothing. <laughs> speechless. <laughs> Catherine has a daughter. Catherine's a mommy. That's one of those moments that you were just talking about where I was like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> this might as well happen. We, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were saying previously, like, it's possible to figure it out. That's why we were trying to figure out if you were going to figure it out, Jill. Clearly no. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, We left it's you like, all the clues, Jill. You know how I work. <laughs> I don't think I figured it out because I was like, what? <laughs> like... But I, I know that it tickled me immensely when I found out about it and that I was like hysterically laughing and my friends and I were all like, obviously we love Nadja because Nadja is a barrel full of monkeys. <laughs> I don't know if I love her. <laughs> you don't love that <laughs> but chaos she's interesting. <laughs> she, I love, like, You're like I, I love too, mess. <laughs> I love, yeah, one, I love mess. To, I too would create an inordinate amount of chaos if it meant that at the end of all of it, Catherine Pierce would hang out for, with me for like a little bit. <laughs> so I get it. I too would do absolutely anything just so I could get a little bit of quality time with one Miss Catherine Pierce. So I get it. I get it. <laughs> and also, Latoya's favorite boy. Aha! A true Aaron. man. Aaron, the saddest boy alive. <laughs> Love him. Can't wait to talk about him. Sean Sipos, great actor. We all love his work. (laughs) He has a t-shirt that every guy I knew in college had. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, Lord, Jill. (laughs) How dare you give me war flashback? (laughs) Latoya, what are some more things you like about Aaron? I mean, what's not to like? Did you see his face and his hair? And he's Wait, definitely he's not a, a- Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> we spoiled the thing we were we were trying not to spoil before. Well, shit! <laughs> it's been a minute since. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, it's Morgan. You're listening to the podcast. You probably heard it's it's Morgan and Latoya because we both did it. You probably just heard some bleeped stuff. (laughs) And Latoya, this is your first time in the spoiler apology corner, isn't it? Yeah. How does it feel? I usually finagle my way out of it, but this time it doesn't feel great because I didn't try to do a terrible bit. (laughs) A terrible bit that I'm just going to keep writing. How long is it until that reveal? Like, soon, but like okay. <laughs> but they made such a fucking meal of us not saying his name yet. Like it's just like such a secret. <laughs> God. Um. Yeah. Yeah. 
he's he's here. It's all here. He's and it's here all and he's sad. <laughs> he's sad. Everyone he loves is dead, except for his adult guardian, Wes Maxfield, who is age question mark. <laughs> is it like an Aunt Jenna situation? I don't think it is, actually. I think he's supposed to be older, which is why it's weird that he was dancing with Elena so freely. It's a weird, but it's, it's like also like everyone has like CW disease where everyone's like younger and shinier than they should be. But I'm like to be a professor, like a medical microbiology professor I, I imagine at this a guy college has tenure. Like that means probably like a decade of education at least. So he has to be in his 30s at least. But, like, who the fuck knows? Stop dancing with a fucking 18-year-old, you creep. <laughs> Doesn't like that at all. They, like, double down after the Atticus Shane stuff with that scene. Sorry, she's technically probably 19 by now. Still, fuck off. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. <laughs> Love him. Mm -hmm. Love seeing him in shows. Mm -hmm. Never had a single bad thing to say about him. I never called him a poor man's Nick Zano, that's for sure. You wouldn't do that. <laughs> I would never do that. Speaking of Aaron, uh, our our favorite character, what did you think of his debut episode when you first watched it, Latoya? As, as someone who was uh, familiar with the work of Sean Sipos at the time, I'm like, so happy to see you again after Melrose Place 2.0 and your arc on Life and Unexpected, where you did play uh, the teacher who was fucking your student. That was good. And Chris Palaha should have punched you in the face. But here, you're great. I yeah. love you. And I've never said a bad thing about you. And the Oscar goes too. Woo! <laughs> go off. Give us nothing. <laughs> I can't wait to go along with this. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, do I remember anything else about this episode? No. Just my favorite character, Aaron, last name. Never said his last name either. <laughs> you have no proof. You just have bleeps. Aaron Lasname. Um, that's I, that's great. I love that for you. <laughs> I hate you, Joe. This is, you did this to me. <laughs> you I, did this to yourself. I yeah. love <laughs> you picking him in Final Destination Two because he's a Canadian actor. They were all in Final Destination Two. What about you, Morgan? Yeah, I will just tell you guys that when I watched this episode for the first time, literally all I can remember is, like, Ketsia, and then I was like, thank God she's here. Like, she is she is fixing it. She, like, we just needed someone to be just, like, delicious and campy and wild, and everyone's been so, like, sad and dour and also, or if they're having fun of any kind, it's fun that I don't think they should be having and I'm horrified. <laughs> so, Katsia, just, I was so stoked about her. And like I said, I thought Nadia was, Nadia was hilarious um, and remains a comedy queen. Yeah, like, I, I remember, I guess I remember, like, the Nadia Catherine stuff, because, like, how do you forget that, basically? But yeah, besides mm -hmm. that and my beloved Aaron uh, no last name. <laughs> <laughs> Again? There you go. He he to be fair, it is very hard. He is such a firsty lasty. Ju yeah, just saying Aaron does like, just do the thing. <laughs> Once his last name is revealed, he's going to be a character whose full name is always said. I feel like it's probably said in the next episode, and usually we would have watched the next episode. <laughs> yeah. But Let's not dawdle on uh, who may or may not have revealed uh, certain characters' last names. And let's talk about 
monsters ball. We open in the peas, and I do have one note for the peas, which is when Stefan's like, I have no idea who you people are. I truly wish that we had gotten to do a what do you mean, you people? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Would have been a great people. time for someone to climb up on their high horse and be insufferable. Who would be um, the one? Damon. Damon, yeah. <laughs> Not even a question. Um, our our first scene of the episode proper, however, takes place in in Dr. Wes Maxfield's <laughs> Gotta get that name lab. Right. To which I wrote in all caps in the chat, Tuskegee. <laughs> uh, to which I-, I honestly think I can only enjoy these scenes if I pretend that Monster Mash is playing in the background or um, she blinded me with science. Like, I need a kooky needle. What about a kooky the monster fuck? Thing. Sure. The what? <laughs> It's a comedy baby. It's a comedy baby, bitch. No. <laughs> but yeah, I would totally monster fuck. I would also allow. <laughs> yeah, he's doing experiments on Jesse. He's like, ah, you appear to be becoming a vampire. I, I it is such bullshit because I mean we already don't like Doctor Wes Maxfield, but the fact that like this guy was his TA and was so close to him, and now he's just like calling him by subject six two five four seven. He he refuses to say his name. He says subject. I'm like, fuck you. Like, why Why Jesse, too? Because he was introduced and, like, was instantly lovable. I mean... That's rude of them. Yeah. The Yeah, absolutely. One, it's it's rude of them. And the, that's because a lot of the time, black characters are guest stars and expendable. And, and you, like, this is what happens. Yeah. I, I want to say things without spoiling anything, mm-hmm. basically. But I will just say, the more we learn about this and what he's doing and, and the whole thing, I'm just like... Yeah, they use a black man for this. And then I think they're like, and now we're going to show more of this, but it's going to be white characters. Because, you know, it's all equal. Even though technically, um, so the actor who was one of the actors who doing it, he is, I think he's half Moroccan, actually. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is one of those things where it's like, honest, if you were being honest about this, most likely, like, a lot of these characters would probably be, like, people, people of color. Of color. Yeah. Yeah. And it's shitty. The why of it logistically is you know, he came acro- across Jesse when Jesse had vampire blood in his system, which is an asset to doing this yeah. research. So he did what he did. But and like, no empathy bold. whatsoever. Again, yeah. this kid's like his TA. He's the bad guy. Like, I was I, gonna say he is a white man after all, but yeah. that's more what it is. It's just he's the white man of indeterminate age. Yeah, and it just sucks. Like, it's, it's like, it's okay, not- boomer, maybe you are one. We don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> indeterminate generation <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta like do one for each possible if he's if he's gen x um uh okay um congrats on being slightly less racist but like not really ultimately that much less racist i saw a amazing like gen x like enjoy your blah, like tweet the other day and i can't remember it and i need to find it because uh, it made me laugh enjoy your chandler bing kind of it was like something <laughs> else and i was just like oh yeah right like what are they like <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> what do they like <laughs> my, favorite Bruno, my favorite bruno mars song what do they like <laughs> but um anyways i write in my notes not good science and jesse hungy and this man is not the big bad of the season 
unfortunately. Because actually, I'd rather he be the big bad than who the big bad is. I don't know. We'll see. Let's see how that take holds as we go throughout. Because this guy does suck a lot. He does suck a lot. But like, at least he's... (laughs) At least he's active. In what At least you doing. feel something. Yeah. I feel like a forward momentum in his evilness. Put it right down your vampire diary yeah. and we'll I see how. I know Jill's not going to get why I feel that way. Mm-hmm. But what you, I, I'm curious to see how you feel once it happens. Cause Yeah, Jill, I would put that as something to kind of bookmark as like thinking structurally. Like what antagonists are you enjoying? Which ones do you wish were one more central, inertia, less central? And, or yeah. one who does not. <laughs> Yeah, I like Ketsia. Well, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. the thing. I wish she was my big bad, and I wish she was here all the time. Um, yeah. And I love her, and she is my wife. <laughs> I, truly, I, I do feel like Ketsia is not in this season enough. I don't think that's a spoiler to say. Like I like Because, again, I've already said that I believe that in every scene that she's not in, everyone should be asking, where's Ketsia? So you can tell I already don't think she's in it enough, but she isn't in it enough and should be in it more, and it's... Again, Jamaica Vankar is too attractive to exist, possibly too attractive for the CW, and they kept putting her on CW shows, not having her on them enough, and it's just like, she's just too hot for all of you attractive people, honestly. Yeah, Her entrance down the stairs, I was like, oh, girl. I was so- Killing it obsessed with her eye makeup in this episode i like could not stop looking at it i was like you are so fucking stunning like i I genuinely was in awe it's difficult to look at her because i'm like i I should not be looking at her it's gonna blind me (laughs) full agree everyone else is ugly every everyone else in the show looks like shit Uh (laughs) i mean at least their costumes do yeah, yeah. I mean, the costumes are pretty bad. <laughs> um, and they gave Damon leather pants. But he didn't focus on them enough. And they were a loose leather pant, too. They were. And he's wearing a very blousy top that's, like, loose and, like, goes down to mid-thigh. So it's, like, you can't even see, like, butt. You know? That's the exact outfit, though, where I was, like, I want to go to a Ren fair. Which brought <laughs> yeah. me out of the episode. <laughs> it is a Ren fair-ass outfit. It's a, yeah. a, a Rain fair-ass outfit. <laughs> play a cello cover of royals right now (laughs) Uh, michael and i have finished season one of rain we watched an episode of season two of rain last night and michael did not like it (laughs) and i am devastated because narcisse showed up and i was like Narcisse is his guy. Like, he needs to know. I was like, Narcisse is Horny King 2.0. And Michael said, that means nothing to me. And I said, then you mean nothing to me. <laughs> Narcisse is that bitch. How do you spell that? N-A-R-C-I-S-S-E. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He uh, is an actor that was in Spartacus Blood and Sand because the CW is obsessed with Spartacus Blood and Sand. <laughs> and um, he's hot jill he at one point sexily teaches a younger woman how to use a bow and arrow and oh yeah I, like <laughs> I, <laughs> i'm mean, in that's all i gotta say like, what are we all to do and that's like because you know morgan and i have talked about charmed a lot and our julian mcmahon feelings like the actor who plays narcisse did play the source of all evil in the first season of the new charm king shit <laughs> Um, congrats. Uh, as always, Spartacus Blood and Sand, I love you. You've never done anything wrong in your life. 
Our next scene takes place in the Whitmore Quad, and it is the triumphant return of the Vampire Diary. Yes. I didn't realize how much I was missing those diary entries. They make you they make you want them. They make you want them yeah. bad when they're gone. <laughs> I think it's also just like referencing that like Elena has an interior life and like <laughs> wants and desires and like her own things she's feeling and secrets she's keeping and etc. Whereas like season four did not necessarily feel like she had a lot going on internally. Like but she was she, in it love was, with like, Damon. And she she knew that because um, not because the sire bond, but just because she just knew it. And it doesn't work like that, Morgan. What are you talking about? She said it aloud enough times. Um, <laughs> like it, it truly was like Elena cannot keep her thoughts in her head in season four. She's like, I must say everything out loud that goes in my mind. And I'm like, and the sire bond is actually good, and I like it. Um, <laughs> I can't. Don't go where I can't follow. <laughs> So it's important as she, uh, you know, like does her diary entry, which opens with, Dear Diary, do you ever get sick of me writing about death? <laughs> Diary's like, no, I'm a new one. You burned the other one. And she's talking about, you know, it's been four days since Bonnie died it's or four days since months. I found out. Not days. <laughs> yeah, she's it's been four days since I found out Bonnie died. <laughs> and she's like, I'm back at school because she wanted me to go back. But like, ugh. And um, she's like, Stefan has it the easiest because he can't even remember Bonnie. He says, not that anyone's seen him, except for Caroline, who's back with Tyler. Cut to Caroline and Tyler fucking. Congrats, kids. And there are shoes on the bed. <laughs> Jill, do you care to speak on that? You're a, you're a no shoes on the bed gal. Don't wear shoes on the bed. We should all be no <laughs> shoes on the bed, honestly. <laughs> Don't wear outside clothes on the bed. See, that's what that's, I was going to ask. Are you an outside clothes on the bed? Because because. I'll if I'm sitting on my bed and my shoes are dangling off my bed if I'm perched on the edge to me that does not violate that's not shoes on the bed in my opinion is that shoes on the bed to you that's shoes in the house I prefer shoes stay at the door okay you're no eating no shoes in the house even yeah. okay okay that's probably smart but also when you visit someone's house you have to put on pajamas because you're outside closing to get out of here <laughs> <laughs> Every every party at Jill's is a pajama party. <laughs> no, every party you just strip. <laughs> <laughs> no, I cannot wait to go over to your apartment. <laughs> every party at Jill's is a dress to get screwed party. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jill. Uh, people are getting the wrong impression of me. <laughs> trying to seduce all her guests as always. <laughs> She's going to have masquerade mask on when she hit me edge of the door. <laughs> Okay, I'm showing up at your door in a post-vaccine world. I'm gonna be in a in a sexy mask, and I've got I've got stuff. You'll you'll see. That'll be like eyes wide shut in my apartment. Truly, really? <laughs> I have not seen for the sex sounds to project. So I have not seen eyes wide shut, but I have really? seen the episode of It's Always Sunny where Dennis and Frank go to an orgy and they walk up to the door and they're like, "What's the password?" And Danny DeVito just says, "Orgy," <laughs> and I do think about that a lot. So yeah, as we were saying, Tyler and Caroline are fucking. <laughs> Elena is journaling, and she says she has a new like. Uh, Tyler is Caroline's distraction, and her distraction is Doctor Wes Maxfield. And I'm got like, a new Geez. distraction. <laughs> I'm like, who got the better end of that fucking deal? Uh, she says my roommate was killed by a vampire, and Doctor Maxfield covered it up. 
and I'd like to know why. And then Dr. Maxfield walks up and says, welcome back. See you at the costume ball tonight. No, <laughs> creep. I'm like, how is this actor not playing a student? It's so weird. Yeah, like- Just like, also, no offense to this man, mm-hmm. maybe, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it would so work for me if it were more charming and like more, he's I don't want to say mysterious. He's such a prick, right? Yeah, like make him actually sexy. Because <laughs> Elena even says that he's hot, right? I think they tried it with Atticus Sheen, and you see how we rejected that. Mm-hmm. But why yes. can't they figure out professors? That's just <laughs> such a like cliche, <laughs> hot professor. Are you, yeah. are you saying that an, an adult mentor character should have should have more charm? Because I think you'll like season six of The Vampire Diaries. Oh, and I will say like <laughs> the thing get is- it right in season six. They just keep trying until it sticks. <laughs> they, they do yeah. something different with that one. Mm-hmm. But I will say, like, I mean, if we want to, like, if we want to say, like, they did a hot teacher character before. His name was Alaric Saltzman. Oh, and he was hitting Coach Tanner. <laughs> Even Coach Tanner, but I would take like over these flops, actually. And I'm saying, I think, because the key was they didn't do weird, like, uh, like sometimes, like like I don't want to say professor student stuff is inherently icky because like you know like do what you want to do. Uh, but um, in terms of like your fiction that you consume, mm. but like they did not engage in any like creepy weird like power dynamic. Like he's yeah. the hot teacher and all the teens want to fuck him stuff. They were like he's a hot man and adult women want to have sex with him. Yeah, like he was n- normal with like he had a, a good mentor relationship with Jeremy, but it was never like a weird relationship with the teens. But like they're doing weird relationships with the teens here and no one cares for it i think it's just because it like it's hard to do i think it is a really hard needle to thread correctly is the thing it's like if you want to have a like like charming older guy like interacting with young women like a giles if you will you can either go giles which is like a very fatherly thing like i don't think they what is do you guys think a successful like hot professor in fiction that is the age range they are trying to lark is the one yeah yeah jill can you think of someone you think was like a successful version of that character because i'm wondering no. if maybe it's just really hard or to sandy do. cohen i think what they i feel like what maybe could have landed a bit better is if they used jesse as that character so it was the ta Mm-hmm. Doing everything. That's, but that's also the Riley that was also Finn. Our but, note on Atticus Shane. Yeah, but like Jesse as the TA is literally the Riley Finn in terms of actual mm-hmm. character dynamic. But here's the thing: Kendrick Sampson is a very charismatic actor. Yeah. Um. The what was I going to say? Yeah, I think this just might be a hard dynamic to to nail, especially if like if the point isn't to do like a sexy illicit romance. Um. It. And but I I also agree with you that I f- specifically find this actor unappealing, which is again like I do not want to like knock him, but in a show that is about horniness, I do think we have to like analyze when it feels like they're shooting for horny and do not achieve horny. And it seems like they are. I find this guy really like peevish and not like not sexy at all because he is. I don't feel like it would be fun to be around him at all. There's no allure. Like, I want to... And it's not like they're his students either. So, like, there's really no reason for them to be around him, but they keep doing it. I was thinking in terms of CW, um, 
Ryan Eggold, who played the teacher um, in 90210 on the CW, who's like he's the star of New Amsterdam, and he's like, and he was on the blacklist, and he's grown as an actor. It was, oh, which was always strange because he was younger than so many of the actors who played the teens when he <laughs> was playing the teacher, like the first couple seasons, mm-hmm. and like they were good enough because they do have like they have um, a storyline in that show where it is like a teacher student thing, and it's like again one of their better arcs but he was never like the one they were was always mm-hmm. a fine line like the only way they made him really interact with the teens was like he dated like the sister of one of the teens and like there was a separation basically mm-hmm. they never surprisingly cw's number two and oh never <laughs> did that creepy line that we you would expect from it with that character but i feel like like in this since they're like 18 19 now you could like the what really pissed me off this episode is the line where they're at the dance and they're dancing and he said oh but you'll never be one of my students i was like that could land sexy but it it's creepy in this one (laughs) it seems like it's it's going for creepy but it's mostly because he's like get the fuck out of here is what he's trying to tell her but like they're like trying to be it's weirdly seductive when the whole like let me dance with you like stop it stop it like that situation (laughs) played correctly could be hot I found it to be super backhanded given that he kicked her out of his class for not being like smart enough. Like I thought it was like, you'll never be one of my students. You're a dumb bitch. Like <laughs> that is how I read it. I was like, yeah, cause you don't have any fucking brain cells. Like that is what I thought he was saying. And I was like, fuck off. He knew she, she and probably Caroline actually were when you think about it. But <laughs> obviously we have a Matt Davis as a lark is the character we have, but like, imagine matt davis real quick in like the atticus shane role or the west maxfield role and see if it like does that help us at all with like either of those roles i think maybe atticus shane because like matt, matt davis we know we we clown on him and you know matt davis mm-hmm. is a great actor like he's a very good actor um yeah no i think like i i think atticus i think atticus shane is a playable character in a way that is like satisfying and works like if it were everything he did, but I was actually charmed by him and like bought in on how sad he was about his dead wife and like, uh, like was interested in the shit that he was saying. Like maybe I could be down. And from my recollections of Dr. Maxfield, like again, I see him and my brain goes like static. Like I'm <laughs> like, okay, you're, you're, you're clear to not pay attention to this scene, Morgan, because yeah. Dr. West Maxfield's in it. So I will have to kind of assess that as we go on. But, like, mm-hmm. I think – like, I do think these are at their core casting issues. Yeah. And, I mean, but, like, you know. Casting and you guys and, like, I'm trying to think of, like, hot actors right now. Well, no, I, I was going to say – so first mm-hmm. casting and with uh, Atticus, he was just in too many scenes. Like, for the number of episodes, he was in too many scenes. Uh, but when I said Matt Davis, I know I always make the, you know, he was on Damages bit. But, like, like a mm-hmm. Matt Davis type, like a Timothy Oliphant is, like, the type in that same realm like a timothy oliphant type works more for these characters like if not an older actor they have to have the appearance of being an older actor you know what i mean and yeah. i don't don't get that like these Timothy oliphant would be great right see i'm like jake johnson for atticus shane i'm like that's like it should have <laughs> like i think you want someone scruffy like he has all of the like kind of stoner adjacent jokes about like drinking teas and like but i'm trying to be a role model and all that shit like i think you want someone like a little scruffy max a little greenfield boyish. for west maxfield absolutely would have loved he did play a, a professor on greek you know <laughs> he did 
Yeah. I cannot remember him he, being he was, on Greek. He was uh, gay and he had the thing with Calvin. Oh, okay. Uh, God, Max Greenfield, come on the pod. I love you. Please. But um, yeah, so Dr. Doctor Max. <laughs> Dr. Max? I call him Dr. Max in my notes. Dr. Field. I <laughs> truly don't trust myself to remember all of the prefixes and suffixes in the correct order of his name, which is Dr. Wes Maxfield. You'd think saying it this much would make it start to click in here. Absolutely not. <laughs> Each time I'm like, you're going to fuck it up. You're going to fuck it up <laughs> as I'm saying it. I'm like, you're doing it wrong, Morgan. That's what it's like. To look I, I realize that every time you keep saying it, I'm like, Morgan's trying to remember it. That's why she keeps saying it. <laughs> Really, truly trying. Um, so, uh, you know, Elena says she – I wouldn't miss it. Like, you know, and she says, but the like the more I think about this in her diary, uh, the less I have to miss Bonnie. And Bonnie's ghost appears right next to Elena. And she says, I'm here. And she puts her hand on Elena's shoulder and I miss you too. And Elena says, in the meantime, I choose to believe that she's watching over me because that's who Bonnie is. She's over the shoulder saying, girl, fix your hair. <laughs> God, that's that's whenever that's sometimes the streak is hidden, and then other times it just like makes itself known, and I'm like, no. <laughs> well, that's because she's fucking good. She's Anne adding Boleyn the streaks with a episode red. by episode. Rain would do Anne Boleyn with a red hair streak. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking wish. I wish Rain could have done Anne Boleyn. That would have fucking ruled. Don't worry, a couple years there will be an Anne Boleyn CW show from the creators of Rain, and we'll be so happy. And the winners will do the theme, and it will be a bop. Please, God, staff me on the Anne Boleyn show. <laughs> um, so Damon calls Elena, and she ignores his call, and then he shows up, and he's like, ah, I gotcha. Ouch. Not a good sign. Healthy relationship, baby. Yeah, he's like, hey, you've been avoiding me a bunch. And she's like, no, <laughs> but um, yes. Uh, apparently, she's only texted him once in the past couple of days. And he, in turn, never replied to that text. And I'm like, this feels like both Not of you good. are failing to do like. Imagine you're like worried about your girlfriend. She's not she's not taking your calls, but she does text you and you just don't text her back. Like, what are you thinking? And we're supposed to root for this. Right? I'm just like laughing at Delana fans. Is this what you wanted? Is this what you were saying is so good compared to Delana? You little bitches. Behind the microphone, I can be like a little bitch on the, to the fandom. <laughs> you little racist I, ass bitches. I, I will say, I think I'm of the three of us, the most warm to Delana right now. Um, just in that I love mess. Um, I, I appreciate that their their whole thing is like chaotic, but they I'm just again so relieved for it to not be the season four status quo that like I, I appreciate like that he's trying and is a mess, and sometimes he's not trying very hard at all, but still trying, which apparently as we learned in season four is very hard for him to do, apparently. So like I mean, yeah, his whole thing now is he's keeping the secret but he's trying to get bonnie back right so it's like eh, like there's like, an attempt that's kind of positive and i'm like it's weird to not tell her about that because i, I think don't i can't get her hopes up like that seems to always be his logic when he keeps like positive shit from her and i'm like that's bullshit like i people yeah. would rather like i would rather get my hopes up for something and have the possibility and the uh, the i uh, did have the ability to fight for it 
alongside the person who's trying to do something nice for me than to just blissfully be unaware and it to just pass by when I mean like Elena could be doing stuff to help like she's a player in this game don't sideline her you would think Damon would learn from the first three seasons or like the relationship with Stefan like hiding these things from Elena never goes well and you should just be up front with her so she can you know ask for the d when she makes her leverage or whatever Mm -hmm. let her stab herself (laughs) she's so good (laughs) at it uh yeah so this is fucking chaotic and elena's like so i guess since you're showing up in person you will be my date to this thing and she's like because caroline got us costumes and then she immediately runs away to class and leaves him just standing there um and it's deeply awkward what a relationship guys (laughs) Uh, our next scene is in the dorm with Caroline and Tyler. Um, I write in my notes, floor fucking with a sad <coughs> face. They Like, it's not comfortable. Fuck on the bed. That's my stance on floor sex. So Caroline is like, oh, hey, guess what? I talked to the registrar and I made your major sociology. Do you know this man? Honey. <laughs> Does Whitmore have a, a, a football team? Make that his major. <laughs> football. Yeah, and Tyler is like, you know, like, she's like, I I got you a single, you know, I have your major set up. And he's like, I don't want to talk about, like, dorms. And she's like, well, we could talk about the hybrid-sized jerk that you've been for not calling me back ever. I actually have a question because, you know, obviously we know the show hates Tyler Lockwood. um, That's established. But, like, Tyler's a three-sport athlete, apparently. And, you know, I assume that, much like Matt, he was hoping sports would be helpful for him. In the future. Mm-hmm. And I know he's become a savior to the wolves, but I would figure maybe someone would be like, this Tyler Lockwood kid, he's good at stuff. Maybe that should be part of his thing. Why can't sports be the thing that ruins his relationship and not the fact that he wants to kill a bastard named Klaus? Well, I think because the, uh, the magic stuff's a little more in the realm of or what the show Or because they hate about. Tyler Lockwood. That's the answer. Yeah, why can't we just care about Tyler Lockwood? Just like... <laughs> An inch. Give me an inch of caring about Tyler. That I fully agree with. And I'm going to kind of like support him as much as I can throughout these conversations. Because I do want to say like Caroline is actively like avoiding having a real conversation. Like she's doing everything. Like she's doing his side of everything and her side of everything and not letting him be honest with her. Because it's like you can either have a fight with me and by being honest – or I can keep doing everything and we can like pretend everything is okay. And that is not being a good partner and not actually listening to the person that you supposedly care about. And like he's been MIA and that's shitty, but I do think Caroline is kind of behaving shittily as well. And I like, I mean, you know, I'm not, you know, that's my girl and I love her, but I, mean, I just um, think this, uh, season this this time of television is a especially heinous to tyler i'm I'm just gonna warn you jill they are no yeah but the thing i mean we're warning you about coming up soon i want to know what happens do (laughs) you keep going (laughs) so tyler's like how many times do you want me to tell you i was helping a werewolf pack in the land of no cell phone reception and i'm like what that's such bullshit. Like, find a fucking landline. Send an email. You found a, a way letter. to send a deed to Matt Donovan. 
Yeah, like that just sounds like bullshit to me. Like it's you're in fucking America. There like where like you there was a cell phone there was cell phone reception somewhere. Jog somewhere, bitch. Like you can fucking Zoop find a phone. Where? Yes. It just that seems ridiculous to me and like a convention of like kind of lazy writing to be just be like, yeah, he just like couldn't. No. You could also, instead of zooping, turn into a wolf and go somewhere because now turning into a wolf doesn't hurt for you, so. Yeah. So she tells him that he's taking her to the Whitmore Historical Ball and she says it's the one time of year where they put their whole collection on display and everyone dresses up as famous historical figures. I got Steph in a costume. Even he's going, come on, Tyler. I mean, how cute will we be as Bonnie and Clyde? I guess Bonnie and Clyde are historical figures. I don't, they, you know, they make it clear that she got costumes for everyone, but the way she says it in the same breath as she's saying she got her boyfriend a costume, it's like, well, she got her two boyfriends a costume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because she says, I even got, yeah, she is, she gets Stefan, Stefan's James Dean, and I'm like, is James Dean a historical figure? I, if them being Bonnie and Clyde, I wanted him to be a bank teller. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. Uh, then uh on campus elena meets a certain boy (laughs) the one and only aaron but we don't know his name yet we do not i definitely don't (laughs) so at at gay megan's uh small uh shrine um like you know the, the tribute that people have put forward aaron is like kneeling down examining it pensively and elena's like hey that that was my roommate did you know her and aaron says yeah we knew each other growing up and she's like oh wow i'm sorry he does not want to fucking hear it he's like this memorial is like pretty sad huh guess it's not cool to mourn during fall rush what does he expect i mean i say this as someone who loves him but what does he expect (laughs) i am a bit confused like what size is like, like, how big does it have to, like, it's nice that there is flowers and a picture. Actually, people were, if I remember correctly, mourning her a lot last episode. Yeah, so maybe he's just like, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it, I probably more should have been, like, people are pretty fickle, huh? Like, I guess something more important came along than my friend's death. Like, that kind of feels like a more valid. I, I totally uh, feel you, Aaron. I feel what you're, you're going through. I, yeah. I mean, obviously, Latoya was weeping during the scene because she felt Aaron's grief so viscerally. I cried more than I cried when I recited the Reba lyrics. <laughs> I genuinely do not know how this is going to be. You're getting back at me because I'm so on board with this bit. <laughs> no! Yeah. This is just revenge on me. Because uh, <laughs> I'm like, fuck that. I can't believe I have to talk about this fucking like, sack of flour with a hole in it for a mouth. How dare um, you? Have you seen his hair? Look, He how- looks like Matt Donovan. <laughs> he wishes he looked like Matt Donovan. Excuse me? Zach Rorick is a fucking smoke show compared to this guy. And also I'm sorry. Um, Sean Seapost is very handsome. Maybe you've never seen the ABC sitcom Complete Savages where he was the hot brother to Eric Von Denton's other brother, I guess. He always had his shirt off. That was part of it. I think it was on TGIF. I wish I was dead. Uh, <laughs> so Elena's like, you know, everyone mourns differently. Like, you know, maybe, you know, some people do flowers and other people try to do what their loved ones would have wanted. And Aaron's like, yeah, whatever. Megan would have wanted to still be here and be alive. Tell him, Aaron. 
<laughs> Elena's like, yeah, well, they said she killed herself. And he's like, yeah, that's what they said. So he doesn't buy it. Me neither. What? You don't think this picture's hot that I shared in the chat? You don't think this Hold is on. hot? This doesn't do it for you? Refuse to look at this. You better look at it, bitch. He is clutching his tits. I don't like it. He was it. in that Lost Boys direct DVD movie. That was good. No, it wasn't, but I sideburns? saw it. He was in it with Autumn Reeser. That's why I watched the movie. But he was there. Anyways, he tells Elena that Megan likes sunflowers <laughs> and he leaves and she's like, do you have a name? And he's like, yeah, I do. And then leaves. Okay. That's cool. What's cooler than being cool? Aaron. <laughs> like, what fucking teenage boy is cryptic? Like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, whatever. I do have a name. Imagine if Nia Dobrev asked you your name and you were like, won't be giving that to you. Excuse me, if Nina Jobrev talked to me, die. Uh, we go to our next scene's in a motel room and we get a phone call with Nadia, with Nadja and Silas. Catherine is eating Doritos and is pouring the bag into her mouth. Um, and I fucking love it. She complains about being not fed well, but like she keeps eating these things. I think it is her choice to be eating these things. I write Catherine plus chips OTP in my notes. (laughs) And Najee's like, cut to the chase, Silas. What do you want? And he's like, I want Catherine. And I'm like, have we seen the scene already? I know. And like Silas is like, you've had, like, how much longer do you fucking need her? And she's like, aren't you immortal? Like, what's the rush? And Silas says, here's the thing, Nadia. I don't really care what you need. I only care about what I need. I'm a little selfish like that. And then she clowns on him for not having powers. And he's like, yeah, I don't have powers. I'm very well aware of my current superpower predicament. Thank you very much. And even though my brain is on the fritz, thanks to an ex-fiance stalker witch who can't seem to take a hint, it doesn't mean that I'm not still brilliant and crafty and becoming rapidly well-versed in the power of cell phone tracking. Sorry, I love that ex-fiance stalker witch. Like, show some respect, you little bitch. Yeah, excuse me, that's a fucking queen you're talking about. All of that said, Silas, call me. Like, here's the thing. Silas rules, but, like, you would think he'd have some time to realize that Kissy is actually good and, like, you could, like, you were wrong. He was wrong. I mean, this is why he's a villain. Because he can't realize <laughs> that Kessie is great. Like, this is why he's a bad guy. <laughs> like, Silas could absolutely leave me on red, but... At the end of the day, he didn't see Katsia, and that's really the problem. <laughs> that's it. Katsia did nothing wrong. She brutally murdered a woman to get revenge on him. Did nothing, nothing wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Nacha hangs up, um, and Catherine is like, um, kind of little tip, woman to woman, don't piss off the diabolical ones. And then she complains about not being fed enough, and she starts raiding the mini fridge. And Nacha's like, whatever, we'll eat lunch on the way out of here. And she's like, and Catherine's like, you could just hand me over and let him take his little sip of my blood that cures him. They could also get room service. Like, I don't know why that's not a choice. Maybe they don't have room service. Or it's like past the time. I don't know. Past the room service time. They don't don't serve past a certain time. I feel Um, like he was out in the daylight in their phone call. Yeah, it looks like it was about 4 p.m. And and not just like, just so you fucking know, he's going to need more than a sip. He's going to need every last drop of blood in your body. 
And Catherine's like, but that would kill me. What? (laughs) Yeah, bitch. (laughs) So then um, at the Salvatore house, we have Damon uh, there with Jeremy and Bonnie's ghost. (laughs) And Damon says, so... As we know, in a psychotic lapse of judgment, Bonnie brought you back to life and died in the process. May she rest in peace. And he tries to look at what he thinks is Bonnie when he says that. And Jeremy's like, she's actually over there, man. And I laughed really hard. I loved that show. Which is why I'm like, this motherfucker, he is literally trying to talk to Bonnie. And then when he's like, well, Bonnie's right over there. He's like, I don't even care. Uh, and of course, it reminds me of one of my favorite um, being human U.S. bits, as I always mention. Um, it's when Nora, like, she's about to become a werewolf, but she's not a werewolf yet. So she learns about Sally, the ghost uh, roommate. So she's trying to talk to her. She's like, am I right, girlfriend? And they have to, like, turn her around and be like, here, now you're facing her. I love all this stuff. I love that Damon uh, cares about Bonnie because um, he does. And it's very cute. And he's like, whatever. So the plan is... I know a supernatural being who wants to die in the spirit of nature needing balance and life for he life and all that stuff. I just think it would be a huge he waste of a perfectly good death. Gotta so have the that plan D. is to work with silence. Bananas. Jesus. <laughs> Come on. So Why we, not? This we, we killed Bonnie's dad. <laughs> I just like don't think he's very trustworthy. Like even if you can align yourself in terms of like motivations, this just doesn't seem wise. Like, remember I gave uh, McQueen shit for, like, not saying anything during the Bonnie Memorial and, like, Kat had to, like, do all the work. And that's what this scene is. It's just Kat and Ian doing all the work. And McQueen's like, I guess I'll react to things. It's, I got really mean in season four. And I think we cut out a lot of how mean I was, honestly, from what I remember. I think a lot of how mean I was was very much cut out uh, in the last episode. But it's just... He is not good, and the way he is being edited in these episodes is, like, saying, we know he's not good, but for some reason we're keeping him around. It is odd, because it does feel like, what if instead of being with him, we were with Tyler, like, making Tyler's thing good, or we were with Matt, letting Matt have a story. But, like, obviously, like, the space that he's in, he's the one who can see Bonnie. Like, you do, you are, you do have to use him. But, um, yeah, it's... It's a bummer. I don't want to continue to like, I feel bad. Like, I just like, I, I, it's just I, not good. I feel bad, but like, we're five seasons in. He's not, he's like gotten worse, it seems. Honestly. Like, it does kind of seem that way. <laughs> he had like a pocket he was in, and once they had to get him out of that, once because he was so fucking jacked, it was bad. I am telling you, his muscles are the enemy. He was not meant to get that big. And his big jacked little boy body is the re- is the author of all of my pain. <laughs> he could have stayed normal. He could, he could have like still been like a kid brother. But no. Hey, he had to lift. Why'd he do that to me? Anyways, uh, we cross cut with like a scene at the grill and like Silas and Damon meet up and like Silas is like, why'd you call me? And he's like, you need help? I'm going to help you. And so he's like, I, he's like, he wants to like kill himself and be with Amara. I want to use his death to bring Bonnie back to life. It's going to be fucking great. Uh, Damon asks Silas, why do you suck so badly at killing yourself? Amara's a basic ass bitch. Can't see us. All that matters. 
Sorry. Yeah, it, uh, you're absolutely correct. Katsia is all that matters. But yeah, Damon does clown on Silas for being uh, bad at killing himself, which is, uh, you know, uh, classic Empire Diaries bit. <laughs> so Damon's like, yeah, to die, he has to be mortal. If he's mortal, then he's a witch. And if he dies as a witch, he's stuck on the other side. Um, and that is like the conundrum. And so Bonnie's like, okay, so does he have a plan B? Like maybe he wants more than to just drop the veil and let all the ghosts out. And Bonnie's like, yeah, powerful spells are bound by something even more powerful. The moon, a comet, a doppelganger. A celestial event? Hmm. (laughs) Uh, But those are rare. Uh, The other side was made 2,000 years ago and still exists. That means she must have bound it to something that could exist just as long. Yeah. So Silas explains to Damon they're looking for a mystical anchor, um, which binds the spell to the other side. He says, I want to destroy it. She wants to protect it, so she's the only one who knows where it's hidden. But fortunately, she will be at the Whitmore Historical Ball this evening. For some reason, no idea why. This, this one's really hard for me. (laughs) Why in the fuck would they have (laughs) something from ancient Greece? Which, I don't know if you guys know, it was about 2,000 years ago. (laughs) Why the fuck would Whitmore College have that? I don't know. Was that part of Atticus Shane's fucking presentation when he came to the school and was showing them rocks or whatever? Actually, if these were like the the deceased collection of artifacts from Atticus Shane, that would actually help me buy it. (laughs) Not to have to bring him up a fucking gun. (laughs) So uh, Damon's like, okay, let's say Silas destroys the other side, cures himself, becomes a witch. Is it possible he can do a spell that swaps his life for like Bonnie's? Why would you trust him to do it, Damon? (laughs) I know. And Bonnie's like, I mean, it's possible, but like, we shouldn't trust him. So no. And Jeremy's like, she said yes. (laughs) She's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Although like, I'm team Jeremy on this. I want Bonnie to live. Yeah. Yeah. I need her to have a better scene partner. (laughs) We'll get there. (laughs) We already clowned on him enough, but we'll get there. Oh my god, truly, truly agony. Um, so then we cut to a diner with Nadja and Catherine. Oh, wait, uh, you have to say the part where Silas says what he needs from Damon real quick so I can oh, do my yes, bit. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry, apologies. At the grill, uh, we wrap up this intercutting of scenes with uh, Damon being like, great, we have a deal. And Silas is like, yeah, okay, we have half a deal. I'm resurrecting some witch with my death, but we have yet to discuss how you're helping me. And Damon's like, well, what do you fucking want, asshole? And Silas says, oh, it's simple, actually. I want you to kill your brother. To which I would like to paraphrase um, Prom Tonight from another another teen movie. So what if we have the same mother? Tonight, I'm going to kill my brother. (laughs) Congrats. What? (laughs) Yeah. When, Jill, when you watch not another teen movie. Do I want to watch not another (laughs) teen movie? You do. You do? Are you sure? Yeah. It's very funny. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Based on that, I'm not feeling confident. It's great. (laughs) You do. I I swear it's it's worth your time. It's bananas. So then at the diner with Nadja and Catherine. (laughs) This diner set, which I believe they they like use through season six. Yeah, I 
That's why in Catherine Town, I'm like, this set seemed familiar. I feel like it might be the same set. And like, they get, even if it's not technically the same place, they they get a use out of the set going forward. Yeah. So um, Nodge is like, basically, the deal is, I have questions for you. And Catherine's like, why the fuck would I say anything? And Nodge is like, because if you answer me, I'll let you go. And she says, in 1864, there was a vampire roundup in Mystic Falls. And Catherine says, was there? I'm bad with dates. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, you talk about the Battle of Willow Creek, you fucking asshole. (laughs) Fucking queen. And Catherine's like, yeah, whatever. I sold out people when I was running from Klaus. Yes, I sold out my best friend. Who cares? (laughs) Yeah, she's like, whatever, I needed a jet solo. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, and, um, you know, she lists a bunch of cool shit she, de- she did, including I chopped off this douchey guy's fingers with a butcher knife once. That was cool. And I'm like, it was cool. It was cool. It was cool when you tricked Mason because you were Kathy. That was cool. <laughs> like everything she did. It was, was cool, cool when you kissed Damon and then he was like so confused. <laughs> and Jenna's like, fuck oh. this guy. <laughs> It was so chaotic and hot of her to do. Like, go think about that move in full context now. It's just like, hell yeah, Catherine. It's so funny how mad Jenna was about that kiss that she thought was Elena. It's also so funny, like, how much she just, like, made Damon's life in that moment only to completely pull the rug out from under him <laughs> the second he finds out it didn't happen. Like, that is, pr- that's prank Sinatra excellence right there. She did that, and then she followed up with, it's always been Stefan. <laughs> and it's just, the hits Oof. keep on coming. Ugh, Charlie Brown and the football. So, Nadja's like, hey, what about ripping a mother away from her daughter, having her killed for your own benefit? And I'm just and like, so, shut up with this BS backstory, bitch. Yeah, Nadja feeds her this bullshit story about Paris in 1645. Catherine says she goes to Paris for shoes. Um, <laughs> but she doesn't remember anything fucking else. I'm like, I don't remember a, a 1645 Paris flashback. What the fuck is this nonsense? So basically, Nadja says, like, yeah, so my my mom, like, she took you in and was being kind to you. And then when people came to get you, you pointed at her and said, that's Catherine Pierce. And they <laughs> took her instead. And I'm like, fucking Looney Tunes ass bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love it. Uh, and Jill, then- what did you think at that time with, with that story? <laughs> that fake ass story? <laughs> I mean, I, I was like, okay, sure. I get, like, if her... If Catherine killed her mom, that makes sense why she would be, like, after her, I guess. Would you be fine with, like, just that basic-ass backstory, though? Because, like, I mean, Catherine's killed a lot of There's moms. There's so much fucking else going on. Right? Like, I'm give me something basic. <laughs> you want something simple? It makes enough sense. Like, yeah. Like, I like I get it. It's yeah. a chance that there could be more in addition. But, like. Right. I, I agree. It's not like it. It's not why. It, it's kind of like, oh, okay, that's it. But like, it makes sense. Like, it's a little bit like thin, but I think it works for as long as it goes because it's not a, a lie that lives for long. It, again, burning through plot because the, the, uh, the idea of letting that lie last past this episode. No. And again, if that lie is what we're saying is the backstory, why does Matt Donovan have to be possessed for this? <laughs> Reasons. Um, <laughs> So then, uh, like, Catherine's like, you were never going to let me go because you're so mad at me. And then she uh, stabs Nadja um, with uh, a, you know, chair leg or something and (laughs) runs away. So then uh, we have a Bonnie and Jeremy scene uh, in the Salvatore house. This is the scene where, like, she needs better scene partners stat. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, 
like Bonnie's like, hey, tell Damon you lied. And he's like, no, like I lied for you all summer. Like now that it's something I want. And I'm like, ew, like that's not the way to say this. Like that's not right. Yeah, it's like Kat, I'm sure, enjoyed the previous scene she had because like it was her and Ian and they're like playing off each other, but not playing off each other. And that's fun. But like she has nothing to he gives her nothing at this. Like, I'm gonna not going to say that he always gave her nothing, but at this point he gives her nothing. Like they've sapped it all out of they've wrung everything they can out of this relationship and dynamic. And to her credit, like she's doing great. Yeah. Against nothing. <laughs> I will say, yeah. So she's like selling a lot of like big urgency and fear where she's like, it's too dangerous to do this shit with Silas. Like it's not worth it. And Jeremy's like, it's fucking worth it to me, uh, essentially. And he says, what's worse than this? What is worse than seeing you and hearing you? And then he tries to touch her cheek, but you know, he can't because she's not corporeal and not being able to feel you. This isn't enough anymore. Let Damon try to bring you back. Nope. Like, we Lola, get it. You're, you're horny. <laughs> it is just Rob Hubel, like, rubbing his hand across her face. You're a ghost. <laughs> uh, I write in my notes, Jeremy, too horny to not get her back. So our next scene is the beginning of our big event of the week, the Whitmore historical ball. Um Tyler and Caroline as Bonnie and Clyde descend a grand staircase like he's in a suit she's in like a little yellow sweater like her hair looks really cute and I like her eye makeup and she's in a little beret but it's just kind of like it's like okay that is the movie it's it doesn't do like the 20s uh decadence like really worked for them this isn't doing much. This is really, I feel like we're party sitting in for these guys and that's n- never what you want with our, our, our dances or whatever they are. Yeah. So I looked up the, the, ta- the hashtag um, on the trivia section and apparently it was hashtag TVD Halloween. So I guess this aired, you know, like October-ish and it was like, yeah, it's like around Halloween. So they'll all be dressed up in this one. And I was like, oh, that's a little. This fun. aired exactly on Halloween, actually. Oh, okay. So maybe there was like pressure to do like a dressing up episode. Um, they does did not feel- try. Yeah, sure they phone that one in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we see that Stefan is there and Tyler's like, I thought you got him a costume because he is in jeans and a t-shirt. And, and a jacket, like, the, the Stefan special. Yeah, I had a leather jacket. And yeah, Caroline's like, he's James Dean. I went easy on him. You know, he's been through enough. Yeah, well, without uh, a memory. Yeah, Stefan shows up and he says, hey, dance with me. I'm Buzz and I'm on the verge of having a good time. And I and screamed. It, in one line, he's just so aggressively charming. <laughs> How dare he? Absolutely. Jill, now that I know you're a, you're a little more teen Steve than you used to be, how did you enjoy uh, Steve in this episode? I mean, he was snapped for most of this episode. He was. But like... <laughs> Because of the thing, but from the, the two seconds of Steve we actually had. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, it was good to me. And I really liked that, like, granted Tyler's, like, in his own world right now, but in this moment, like, Steve is so charming and charming to Caroline, but Tyler still is just like, oh, this is just, this is just Stefan. He's not a threat. He's, he's like, yeah, go dance. He's not realizing. <laughs> like, this is, um, it's platonic, but like this is amnesiac Steve, who's like, I would like to, f- I'd fuck Caroline if I could. Like he, he's constantly yeah. telling her like she's hot. Like, 
Well, yeah, I mean, this is this is Stefan who one. I mean, given that like he and Caroline are in contact a lot to like keep for her to keep track of him and help him sublimate, etc. There was no way she wasn't like, oh my god, Tyler's back, and oh my god, like, <laughs> and and like has talked to him repeatedly about the situation, which means he's like, okay very cute girl who I really like, who cares about me and I care about her. Um, and we are friends. Boyfriend's back, but he doesn't have a great track record of being around. So who the fuck knows? Like, might as well just like do what feels right and ask mm-hmm. her for a dance. Like it, it feels just like very relaxed and natural and nice. Um, it doesn't feel like he's like shady and like trying to like worm his way in or anything, but there's like, no, it just there. it feels like he yeah. wants to spend time with Caroline, and Tyler's like, "Yeah, I get it. <laughs> She's fucking great." Yeah. yeah. Can, can we talk? Ab- I'm sorry about deleted scenes in oh. this episode. Sure, are there? A bunch? Uh, there's a couple, and they're like kind of important. <laughs> oh shit! Where uh, are you? Are you looking? It's in on the like wiki? the Monsters Ball, like the Phantom Wiki. Um, so Matt doesn't appear in this episode, as we we noted. However, he does appear in a deleted scene from the episode where he spent most of it being controlled by Gregor, the traveler possessing him, before briefly regaining consciousness. In the same deleted scene, Nadja reveals she was once a traveler, but she lost her magic when she voluntarily turned herself into a vampire to make it easier for her to track Catherine down. And then Mm. in another deleted scene, after Catherine successfully calls Matt forth from inside his mind to take back control of his body... She explains that she knew the code words to the passenger spell because Nadia's father was also a traveler and taught it to her, which is that's a huge thing to 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 have. Huh. Okay, interesting. Yeah, that's that's like a lot of stuff to cut. But I mean, you know, sometimes you gotta um geez. They had to make room for Aaron. Had to. My buddy. That star. <laughs> for him to wear a cool tuxedo t-shirt. So, so yeah, they go dance. It's very cute. Damon texts Silas and is like, Stefan's here. Elena shows up. Damon is and Elena are in their party city ass outfits. <laughs> um, and Damon's like, oh, Lady Anne Boleyn, who in their right mind would cut off a head so gorgeous? Her red hair streak is fucking popping. <laughs> Which in the Anne Boleyn costume absolutely <laughs> made me insane. <laughs> So Damon's like, can we dance? And Elaine is like, yeah, maybe later. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? And Elena finally admits it, which I think is deeply valid. She says, Bonnie died three months ago. And what was I doing? I was having the summer of my life with you. And she says, I know it's not my fault Bonnie died, but it's my fault for not figuring it out sooner. And yeah, it is. (laughs) Like it is. You should have fucking noticed. All of you should have noticed. Yeah. It's you not all, just you, yeah, you but all like should everyone out. should have fucking noticed. The only one I am giving slack is Matt because he thinks like that Bonnie was mad at him, and that is sad. It makes me want to cry. Yeah, because he yeah he put it on himself and was like, I assumed she was mad. Oh, that that. No, what did allowed. I do? No, you didn't do anything wrong. You <laughs> were wrong, Gregor. <laughs> yeah I, i'm glad i didn't get to have to see gregor terrorizing him anymore get away from my beautiful boy so david says elena you're allowed to be happy once in a blue moon besides jeremy was lying to us you were and elena- happy all summer like shut up <laughs> And Elena says, I should have figured it out, Damon. I know that it's not the same, but I'm not going to let Megan's death fall through the cracks, too. 
this feels a little tenuous, but like, look, if that's how she is distracting herself and trying to do a good thing, all right. Yeah, all of a sudden we care about Megan. We've, I know we're watching one episode at a time, but at this point I'm like, do people even remember who Megan is? Like, they, they treated her worse than April Young. April Young got way more time. How could you forget Haley Kiyoko? Because she was, she was nobody then. I still barely know who she is now. <laughs> That's on you. That, Haley Kugo. <laughs> yes. Let's see Jesus. So I'm an adult. And she so, fucking rules. We're watching the vampire diaries. Yeah, I'm like you don't get to pull the, the adult part. <laughs> No, I don't know who Haley Kyoko is. I'm an adult. <laughs> Haley Kyoko fucking rules. Um, does we she? stand. Come on the pod. She does. I don't think she does. Whatever. Curious as a bop. Um. So. <laughs> um. Yeah. So like Damon's like who? So exactly. And, uh, but also like the thing that they're not saying is that like it's the combination of. Not knowing Bonnie was dead and also not knowing Stefan was in the bottom of the, the water. The bottom yeah. of the water because it wasn't the ocean. <laughs> the quarry. The quarry. Yeah, I do think that is – that's a fair piece of it that we're not bringing up as well that I think would also – it's just like I'm not letting shit go anymore. Like I'm doing justice. Like we're – I'm, you know, that's that's me now. Like, I'm fair doing enough. justice. That's me now. That's as I always say. Um, but no, I mean, I also think like it, and Stefan doesn't want her help too. Like that's another piece of it. She can't help Bonnie. Stefan is like, hey, stay the fuck away from me, please. Um, so this is her only, the only thing that's like left to her. Or she could, you know, take comfort in her boyfriend who I mean, she's supposed to love. Or she could attend classes, go to college, matriculate. Nah. Could it's, she could do that? She said she is. She what left. She walked away from Damon and was like, "I have to go to class." Not found. I mean, no what, you want to watch her go to all her classes? Yes. I want to see it. I want the proof. You want to watch her take Psych 101? Yeah. Not understand it. Um, I don't know what she's majoring in? Yeah, doctor. <laughs> I think she's. I was. I would assume she's pre med. Is she even doctoring yet, or is she still like going to be a diary writer? She gave up being a diary writer a long time ago when her mom died. She decided she said that that didn't feel authentic to so her. So she decided anymore. to be a doctor, even though her dad is also dead. The doctor. I don't know. Again, I didn't make these decisions, Latoya. <laughs> I'm now. Don't interrogate me as if I know why try, Elena does anything. You're give me answers. I'm going to give you questions, Morgan. <laughs> Ah, uh, so Elena's like, "Oh yeah, that's Aaron. Oh, that's uh, a, a nameless friend of Megan's yeah. over there." We've said yeah. his name five million times, but we still don't actually know what it is. And that's so, cool and good, and that's um, good writing and good characterization. So fucking annoying. She goes up to him. He's wearing a tuxedo T-shirt, and because like, he's like, like uh, uh, I'm trying to do a bit, but it's like it's also not like a fun tuxedo T-shirt, but also it's great and I love it. <laughs> It's like when you get at Target. Not it even. Is- it's like it's a nicer tuxedo t-shirt than there's ever been. It like it looks too nice to be the standard tuxedo t-shirt, which is goofy. What I'm confused about is what historical figure is he? Tuxedo man? <laughs> Come on. J- uh, Jackie Chan, the tuxedo? Yeah, That's like, what yeah, I was going to say, is he Jackie Chan? Every girl's crazy about a shop dress man. Yeah. ZZ you, top. Like the tu- that drop. you like the tuxedo, Joe? Or you just like I like ZZ Top. top. Okay. 
He would. <laughs> I love that for you. Remember on Bones where Angela's dad is one of the, the members of uh, ZZ Top and that's part of it? No. <laughs> that's part of Bones. That's fun. <laughs> Angela, she's bisexual and her dad's in ZZ Top. Nice. Well, it's Hollywood facts and we're going downtown. <laughs> Uh, so, um, they have some banter that falls deeply flat. She's like, can I learn your fucking name? Morgan means it's high banter. It's the best banter possible. This is a meet cute. Step aside, Damo. Sparks are flying. Yeah, Jill, did you think they were going to fuck because this is so goddamn steamy? Oh, yeah. Morgan, I'm going to the Katie McGrath school of talking about a man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah you really are <laughs> pain smile included can't wait for them to kiss love it when a man and a woman kiss <laughs> uh, she compels him and is like did you kill megan and he's like no and she's like then why are you being so fucking weird i'm the saddest says- boy alive and i love it Yeah, he says, because everyone around me dies. It's like a curse. My friends, my family, one by one, I've lost every single person in my life. So if you have any idea what survivor's guilt felt like, you'd leave me alone. Clearly, he does not know who he's talking to. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, he's Aaron. Great. Bye. Um, (laughs) So then Katsia arrives. She descends the staircase. I feel like there should be like an amazing needle drop when she is showing up and there's not. I feel like everybody should turn and gasp as I she say arrives. I because in, it's a terrible episode of Smallville, but like it is good for the costumes. It is also like a Halloween like costume thing. When Lana Lang comes in dressed as Cleopatra, actually, the needle drop is All-American Rejects. It ends tonight playing it on the, like they All-American Rejects are there playing it at Lex Luthor's party. And it's, like, awesome when it happens. Terrible fucking episode, but that moment rules. And that's what we should be having for Katia right here. When darkness turns to light, it ends tonight. (laughs) That's all I have to say. Well, I mean, now I'm on my own side. It's better than being on your side. (laughs) God. Uh, So Katia um, goes to the bar uh sees stefan and she's like fuck him immediately (laughs) she fucking like makes the most like wooden like i'm a million years old joke she goes where i come from open bar meant ceramic jugs of phoenician wine to which (laughs) stefan rolls his eyes and says okay (laughs) i love her i love him i love that she her type is one man that's ever existed (laughs) yeah she's got a type (laughs) she's never moved on and that's so good she is fully psychotic it's great she's the best woman scorn that's ever existed she is problematic i love everything about her that's why (laughs) yeah i'm just like how do you guys like not want to do this like like vicious woman scorned like narrative forever i'm having the most fun i've ever had she should just be the series big bad Full agree. She should be the series of Big Bad. She should fuck everyone. She should fuck Lexi's ghost. Like, let's fucking go. Would like. So Stefan doesn't know her. And, he, and she has to be like, I'm Katia. <laughs> and he's like, oh shit. Um, okay. She, she um, brings up the Tessa thing. We're not acknowledging. We're just not. I, I don't know why they're doing it. I won't allow it. 
it's weird. She's Katzia. Um, and he's like, oh, the girl who wiped my memories. And she says, nothing personal. Little ex-boyfriend drama. She goes, can I make it up to you and buy you an I'm sorry drink? And he's and, like uh, into it. Before like before he's getting his next nap, he is actually into it. And he will fuck her because he is very horny. Amnesia Stefan. I mean, look at her. I yes. mean, yeah, look at her. But <sighs> Amnesia Stefan is the king of this might as well happen. Like he's like, yeah, all right, let's absolutely fuck imagine it you're out on the town you're at an open bar ketsia approaches you and is all over you i'm what do you do panic attack (laughs) (laughs) scream um yeah excuse myself to go to the bathroom and have a full panic attack get myself together come back and then do whatever she says (laughs) yeah (laughs) let's hope she's still around after you have your full-on panic Fingers crossed. <laughs> but yes, the point is that we would all want to fuck her. I would hope that's what was happening. I don't know about Jill. Jill is like on the floor at this point. If you could steal a smooch from <laughs> any... I would do anything that woman said. <laughs> Absolutely. Y'all like, thought we were horny with Sage, but this is a new <laughs> thing. Step on me. Slap me, punch me, kick me, <laughs> bite me, do it all. Whatever you want. Hurt me. Like, uh, truly whatever you like. So Damon shows up in cock blocks and is like, he'd have to be an I'm sorry keg. And then he takes Damon, uh. he takes his brother away. And Stefan's like, you're an awful wingman, by the way. And Damon says, trust me, last guy to hit on her is still paying for it, which is very, I mean, very funny. Stefan has amnesia. It's fine. She's already fucked him over and he fuck. Like, let him get some. It is fair. <laughs> but um, I am still like, horny must win. Uh, so Stefan's like, okay, cool. What are we doing here? Damon, it's not often you get a fresh start with a loved one. Especially one where, you're, where you have so much baggage together and there's been so many mistakes made by each of you. Many of them by you. And uh, you get a clean slate where they don't remember all those things. You can start over fresh and really be different. Be the person that you've grown into instead of the immature, broken man who heard him repeatedly. Uh, guess who does not take that <laughs> chance and instead <laughs> immediately fucking betrays his brother at the first fucking chance just so he can get Bonnie, who he doesn't care about, in quotes, back to life for Elena. Shh, David, you butthole. <laughs> Stop it. It's funny, though. It's very funny. <laughs> very funny. And it, it's hilarious. Again, Stefan is barely around in this episode. And you know what? He's horny as fuck for the moment he is around. And because of that, we must salute him. So um, we snap Stefan's neck. Silas takes his jacket. And um, Damon's like, want to explain to me why I killed my brother? And Silas explains that the spell that um, Katia did that linked them, basically, as long as Stefan is, you know, quote unquote, dead, Silas can use his powers. Um, And Damon's like, oh, so you can. And Silas is like, yeah, I can read your mind again. No, I'm not lying. And maybe (laughs) you enjoyed breaking your brother's neck just a little bit too much. It is a, it's a little funny, but the, the show's like, I want you to kill your brother. What? It's like, yeah, you just snap his neck. It's, it's normal. He'll, he'll wake up. It's good. It's fine. 
Yeah, which I'm I'm a little sick of us playing the beat that like Damon's awful, and then it's like he's actually just kind of a piece of shit. Like I'm like like uh, like. I mean, Morgan, you know, it's not getting any better anytime soon. <laughs> what? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, what? So so silent. So Silas is like, my plan is cozy up to the witch, sift through her mind, figure out where she's hiding the anchor, and all you gotta do is keep him dead. And Damon's like, isn't she gonna be, like, suspicious? And Silas is like, no, 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 Of all the men here, she went straight for Stefan. This face won her heart before. <laughs> it's the moneymaker. Yeah, see, a woman never forgets her first love, no matter how badly it ended. That means two things. Also, Jill's going to keep asking, what? And so you answer her questions. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, gird your loins. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I, I literally can't remember. I'm like, season five, blur. Himbo's coming. It's the thing here. You, you we noted in the disc, you noted in the Discord because it's so funny, like of Damon's terribleness and the things he does that are forgiven somehow. Yeah, like we've we've talked a lot about like the shitty actions all these characters do upon each other and like what is sometimes arbitrarily forgivable versus not forgivable, and that is a conversation that is ongoing that we should have like as we go through this and like we talked about it with like uh one of the ampies in the discord brought up like the way like the sire bond is like a pseudo like like sexual assault story and like whether or not like damon can should is forgiven for all of these things and i'm like yeah it is really important for us to talk about like the moral standards all of these people are held to because I think ultimately, at the end of the day, pretty much everyone on the show considers themselves a quote-unquote good guy, uh, with the exception of Damon, who will repeatedly be like, I'm bad! So, I'm I don't know. bad, Keep- Elena! I'm, I'm not a good guy! Bad for you! Um, <laughs> but we'll... Let's just keep an eye on morality as we plunge forward. I am just very recently in the last episode defending Ian's acting and talking about how great of an actor he is as I do my my Damon impression. I think I I also am like, by the way, I also really like Ian. Like I got to the point, I was like, I can hear how reluctant I am at all of these mentions of Ian not being good because I really like (laughs) I love this performance and I love this character so much like I beat up on him a lot but it's because I know he can be better I just hold him to a very high standard because it's what we all deserve we all deserve top tier demo remember how good he was with Andy Starr that was good stuff king shit Remember when he told her he, he told Elena he loved her and then he compelled it away and he's so good and he's like because I love you and I can't be selfish with you and I'm like <laughs> remember when he oh, that was good. snapped Jeremy's neck and I know it's not, I'm not saying it as a bit but like he was actually very good in that scene he's fucking great in wow, that scene remember the first three seasons <laughs> Jill did Didn't it those feel good <laughs> <laughs> remember just like never a care in the world wow but guys we have cats yet. We have Ketsia. Yeah, we do. We have Ketsia. Like, we can say all this stuff, but we have Ketsia right now. Good. She's too hot for everyone. What are we, what are we doing? We have Ketsia. We have Catherine eating Doritos. <laughs> and we have Ancient Greece 2,000 years ago. This is a good season of television. Again, I don't, I don't understand you people who tried to say season four is better than season five. You're wrong. 
let's keep a pin in that as we push forward so that we can continue to make comparisons because I too am invested in us winning this argument. <laughs> this is like the feud with buffering. It's like <laughs> nothing's ever going to make us upset with season five. We're all good. Nope, never. Never going to be sad here. So uh, Silas, pretending to be Stefan, uh, goes back to Ketsia and she's like, Oof. am I in trouble? And he's like, well, according to my brother, I'm supposed to hate you. Uh, they do shots and Tessa is like, yeah, I really like bacon. Back in my day, it was all about lamb. <laughs> and now you can tell what year it is because you're talking about bacon. Mm-hmm. Epic for the win. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, Silas is like, God, you have the most beautiful smile. And we <laughs> all agree. Has he ever told her that she is a beautiful, beautiful woman? <laughs> I am here for Jill, it. Watch Angel. You'll love you. You'll love bits that we do from that. I do really do want you to watch Angel, but um, <laughs> <laughs> the more we watch Angel, the more we want you to watch Angel, Jill. It's very good. I'm working on I it. I know, I know. It's I'll a lot. There. You're watching. You're you're watching a lot of TV for you. I know. <laughs> it is. You are at close to peak capacity. <laughs> um, I do want to ask you, Jill, as you and I are uh are sluts for rom com tropes. I personally am obsessed with um seduce someone for the mission. Um, yes. that is hot to me. So th- yep. of course, while this was going on, my soul was leaving my body and I just wanted to check in with you about that. Yeah. And I specifically loved when he finally revealed like, oh, I just wanted you to say you still love me, but then still wiped it away. <laughs> I was like, this is great. <laughs> what a piece of shit. Loving this. <laughs> yeah. I am here for it. I am mm. eating it up. <laughs> I mean, I, I often want to rewatch Chuck, and I'm like, so much of Chuck is just seduce someone for the mission. That's like Chuck and Sarah's entire situation. It's like, yeah, like, for a dollar, don't use sex this time. <laughs> <laughs> they can't. Can't do it. Uh, I do love the episode of Chuck where it's like, we have to teach Chuck how to seduce people and he's so Ooh. bad at it and but he and sarah have to like kiss for for the bit for that the kiss practice and good. i'm like that is a good kiss it fucking is they were hot they were really and truly hot and they they were what we deserved Vostrahovsky. <laughs> Jill, did you ever watch any of Chuck or do you have experience with Yvonne Strahovski? No. She is an upsetting level of hot on that. Really? She's a very talented actress and Mm -hmm. Handmaid's Tale shows that. Like she was nominated for a Golden Globe, right? Mm -hmm. She is so upsettingly hot. One of the most striking people, really. Like, a a flawlessly hot person you, like, can't believe is real. Like, one of those. Like, an ethereal yeah. quality to her beauty. Okay. <laughs> Rude shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm bummed that Handmaid's Tale has her for now, because I uh, would like her to be on something that isn't misery porn, she but whatever. was the best part of those later seasons of Dexter. <laughs> like, she's just poisoning people all over the place, and I'm like, <laughs> this is good to me. <laughs> She did poison a lot of fucking people. <laughs> just constantly just like, eh, and I slip in there and I do a little poison. I'm just like, grab this plant real quick. Poison, poison, poison. Classic. 
And then Dexter pranked her by make, like leaving his son with her while he went to go fake his death. It is very. That's a good prank. Uh, so we've talked about Bacon. We've talked about her beautiful smile. She's like, are you going to stare at my smile all night or are you going to ask me to dance? Hot. I, I would stare at her smile all night. Yeah. I'm too scared to shoot my shot. Can't you do both? Yeah. You can do that while you dance. Uh, so Caroline and Tyler are dancing. Caroline's like, want to get out of here? These costumes come with handcuffs. <laughs> Tyler's like, you know, like, I didn't just come here to, like, fuck you. And she's like, I know, but, like, my, we're here. My favorite Carly Rae Jepsen song, I didn't just come here to fuck you. If you know what <laughs> I mean, do you know what I mean? I, like, this says so much about me, but when he said that, I was, like, swooning. <laughs> <laughs> like, he didn't. More than sex, baby. Nothing the show oh cares. God. The show. I don't. I don't know what the show thinks about. I don't. Uh, Trevino yeah. likes a paycheck, mm-hmm. but I have to imagine he's like they do not treat me well. I just like a paycheck. So in this moment, he like is like gonna bring something up, and then he doesn't because he like doesn't want to ruin the night. And like, it, like it is like it's a tough situation. Like again, like Caroline is shoving all of this stuff on him, and he is. Not sure how to break the news that, like, he can't do all this stuff that she's asking. Like, that is a tough situation, like, to try to speak to Tyler's side of everything. Like, I I, I don't, like, a worse version of this would be, like, him being like, no, Carol, I'm not doing that ever. Blah. Or, like, I, um, or, like, yeah, absolutely, I'll totally do that. And, but, like, you know, he's are kind of like, Tyler oh, impressions? These are what boys sound like to me. <laughs> <laughs> I know how boys sound. <laughs> they sound like hey. <laughs> <laughs> so back to Silas and Ketsia. He asks the deeply reasonable question, what brings you to a college costume ball? <laughs> and she says, look at me. Last time I looked this good, I couldn't enjoy it. Does not make sense. He's like, all right, the whole being stood up at your wedding thing. And she's like, you shouldn't know that. And I told you that before. I pride your memory. <laughs> We damn a paranoid her. queen. <laughs> you you would think we'd be like, this is a terrible representation of women. No, love it. Love everything she's doing. She's perfect. <laughs> That's the thing. It's just like, like this show, unlike many other genre shows, actually has enough women that when they have like a female villain, she doesn't have to like be a stand in for all women and therefore everything she does is like a statement on all women. Much like people who are like, Gone Girl's actually sexist. I'm like, you are not smart. Um, <laughs> because that is actually uh, like, a, like, is Hannibal Lecter like about how awful men are? No. Sometimes I mean, villains possibly. exist. <laughs> I mean, that no. could be part of it too, actually. Hannibal Lecter is a vampire, um, and <laughs> that's just the truth. Uh, and uh, wow. and the great red dragon is a werewolf. Quickly. These are just universal truths. We all know these things to be true about Hannibal. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> I love Hannibal. Uh, so Silas is like, okay, I've been asking about you. You got me. And she's like, oh, okay, okay. I'm paranoid. That's what I get for trying to marry a lying, manipulative bastard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And Silas is like, come on. He must have had some good qualities. I mean, we know he was extremely good looking. Told you, Jill. <laughs> uh, Jill, you do did. you like you listening were right. back to those episodes and being like, what's going to happen? And then you see what happened. 
Yeah, has that bit been a fun revisit for you? Yeah, I think you guys really were one hundred percent correct. <laughs> we're trying to be mean, but you thought we were trying to be mean. I was like, no, no, I swear, this one's like in really good spirits. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very happy with how that one has turned out. It has made me laugh every fucking time. Um, so, so like, he's like, look, I just like think that there's probably a part of you that still loves him, and she says, I really hope he thinks that. I want to see his face when he realizes how wrong he is. And Silas goes, okay, I got to admit it. There's a part of me that just wanted to hear you say that you still love me. That's how big my ego is. But since you're obviously in denial, uh, and then he uses his he mind control whammies her and is like, now where's the anchor to the other side? And she says, I don't know. I'm looking for it too. And he's like, what the fuck? You created it. And she's like, yeah, I created it. But the travelers hid it after they killed me. They move it Those constantly. Bastards. So the travelers decided to move it to Mystic Falls where the Silas doppelganger lives? They're... Huh. You're not slick, travelers. <laughs> How do we feel about Silas being more powerful than Ketsia? Um, should she be drinking blood all over the place? Is that something she should be doing? I How does she get not- more powerful? I mean, it's it's... It's power because of an ambush. Like it's about it's a it's a plan that is calculated based on her weaknesses and stuff. Like if he just went up to her and she knew who he was, that you know might be a different story. Are we sure? Because she's like her spells we've seen so far. They're involving ingredients and such. Yeah, I'm not sure. That is something we should keep has, an eye on. Because yeah, he has telepathy. He should have had used that telepathy to know that she was gonna kill the one he cheated on her with. But whatever. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Amara, miss you, girl. I don't miss her. She was a basic ass bitch. Sorry, Nina. <laughs> Hello, Amara. <laughs> of the doppelgangers, Amara was the basic ass bitchest one we know. Amara's like, like I love, like Amara's simple, and that's okay. I mean, we haven't met Tachia, which is the Michelson one, because we know they had their own prior yeah. to Catherine yet. So we haven't met that one, but so far, Amara is the basic ass bitch. All she did was fall for Paul Wesley. <laughs> Can we blame her? He had that hair? <laughs> Look, it was ancient Greece. It was 2,000 years ago. He looked like it's any so attractive Greek man, as we all know. Paul <laughs> Wasilewski, the picture of a Grecian man. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. So, like, Tessa says, my pendant's in, uh, Ketsia, Jesus, says, my pendant is in one of the displays. It's a magical talisman that enhances my power. I needed to do a locator spell so I can find the anchor. I guess it has to be Atticus Shane, like, leftovers then? It has to be, right? He was yeah. so fucking obsessed. He didn't do his research to know that Ketsia was the actual badass one, but whatever. Misogyny. Yeah. So, Silas is like, cool, thanks for the dance, and forget everything we talked about. Bye! So then... Silas starts, like, getting a headache. We see that Stefan's waking up, and he's like, what the fuck, Damon breaking my neck, pumping me full of vervain? Now all we need is a Damon-sized rationalization. Wow, I can't believe I forgot this particular note uh, before. As uh, Silas is pretending to be Steve, a cover of In Excess's uh, Never Tear Us Apart is playing. And it's notable because it's very important to uh, our Miss June canon, which is uh, in One Tree Hill, that actress, uh, she played uh, Lucas's uh, fiance in the fifth season when they did their time jump. And when he left her for Hillary Burton's Peyton at the altar, they played In Excess's Never Tear Us Apart. Zoinks. Miss June. (laughs) You lose again. Can't wait to see you on you. And hopefully you're good there. Gone but never forgotten. 
Um, so like Damon's like, the new you sucks. And Stefan's like, how would the old me have fucking dealt with it any differently? <laughs> and Damon's like, he'd know it wasn't about him. And he's like, who's it fucking about then? Your desperation to prove to Elena that you're a worthy boyfriend. And he's like, whatever, I'm going to get your best friend back, okay? And then he breaks poor Stefan's neck again. And um, he texts Silas, hurry up, which fair. So then uh, we have a scene in an alley with Catherine and Natcha. And, um, you know, Catherine says, yeah, you're having trouble getting that wooden like thing out of your heart. I grazed it on purpose. <laughs> And she's like, why the fuck did you make up that story about your mom? And not just like, it was a test and you failed. And she's like, no, I fucking knew it was Did she fail? Like, what? Or she was just playing it cool. Yeah. It's a BS story. What did you want her to say? No, that's... What? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Again. What did Nadja want her to say? Nadja is chaos. (laughs) Nadja, no thoughts. Only mom. <laughs> Just want mama. <laughs> and I love that for her. So she so like she's like, it's not a game, Catherine. You did kill my mother, but it wasn't in Paris. It was in a little cottage in England. And it wasn't 1645. It was April 6th, 1492. And she was Heard all of alone. It. Exiled by her family two years earlier. You Papa. stuck her head in a noose. Pushed her off the chair and snapped her neck. Catherine's affected I'm ben by it. I used to be married to Lara Dern, and and were the emotions swelling and building. <laughs> and Catherine's face. like, "Who are you?" And Nadja says, "My name is Nadja Petrova, <gasps> and you are my mother." What? And I laughed so hard. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Remember That's that time what? you called uh, Elena a dumb bitch? Jill, I want to call you a dumb bitch. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I do that to me all the time. <laughs> We've been spending since season three, I, since season two, I've been trying to get you to feel something from that scene. Now do you feel laughter? Yeah. I just think it's so funny. Like, of course, Catherine's daughter is here to be like, can't get rid of me this easily, bitch. Like, after all these years, like, hilarious to me. And Love I it. guess I, I've noted it numerous times before, I think possibly here in the Discord, because so season five and the mythology of the Petrova doppelganger and all the thing is people get confused. So Obviously, season two, we're introduced. You're the Petrova doppelganger. Rose says that we hear in the previous leads all the time. Petrova doppelganger. You know, you know how it is. Um, so season five essentially establishes that the doppelgangers are a magical thing, generational. It's not based on blood. Yeah. We never actually connected Elena to Catherine because when they were looking into that, Stefan's whole thing was like, if I look into this, people will know I'm looking into this. So we never actually connected them via blood. Yeah, they kept their options open essentially. Yes. They were like, maybe it's blood, maybe it's not. It was like, it, like they decided to not establish canon until they decided what they wanted to do and they wanted to do this. Yeah, people question all the time, like the whole Nadja thing. So, like, she turned herself into a vampire. So, like, when the blood fell in there, yes, but the spell is not about blood. It is literally a random thing. Mm-hmm. So, 
like Catherine and Elena are literally not related. They don't need to be related. They are like Silas and Stefan. They don't have to be related either. It's literally just a magic thing that has been established. Yeah, they're magical echoes of each other. I feel because it's still one thing that people always ask about and are so confused about. It's like I feel like this season because they don't say it like, and this means we're not related actually, but Mm -hmm. like the way things are set up, it means that they don't have to be related at all. They give you all the pieces, but I will say in the more popular seasons, the seasons people probably like the most, one through three, it's when they're still keeping their options open yeah. that it could be like a blood relation The thing. term is so always get, like, Petrova doppelganger, but that's not actually – it's just doppelganger is what it is. They are not blood at all. Yeah. Uh, fully – yeah, that is that is truth. That is canon baby. So my question isn't about the doppelganger, but it, do we learn more like – how did Nadia find out about vampires? Like, how well, did she find out Catherine is a vampire? I mean, saying just because, I, as I talked about the deleted scenes, was to say if she was a traveler, that means she was a witch, so she knew these things existed. It's that, yeah. yeah. But if we didn't know about the deleted scenes, fair. Like, I think it's they kind of explain. a like they being do explain. in magical circles. Yeah. 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 Okay. Being in magical circles, basically, yeah. And it's like everybody knows about Catherine Pierce, that fucking bitch who's running every which way and causing but chaos. But how she know that's she her goes. mom? I mean, maybe you know her. Like she's told. Yeah, I'm not sure. It does seem like kind of a thing. We but. don't know where the baby went after. After mm-hmm. I'm Ben Harper and I'm singing the song. Mm-hmm. I only know another Ben Harper song. It's about stealing my kisses from you. He was married to Laura Dern. These are the things I know about Ben Harper. <laughs> Bravo. So then we have a uh, Elena and Dr. Maxfield uh, scene. <laughs> We've already complained about it, but now we're finally here. He's wearing a absurdly tall top hat that makes him look like a small child. It and is Elena's so like, large. Elena's like, are you Abe Lincoln? He's like, no, I'm Dr. Jekyll. <laughs> okay. I'm like, are they trying to do Jack the Ripper again? But they did it last season, so they can't. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, fine. Um, I write in my, na- my notes, dance, comma, ew, big top hat. Why lie? He tells big her to move. Hat. <laughs> Um, absolutely big top. <laughs> uh, it's just not great. Like they dance together, and she's like, "Major points for the dance moves, zero points for lying on my roommate's death certificate." And he's like, "What am I supposed to say? A mountain lion attacked her at a frat party? <laughs> Fair enough." Uh, he admits he knows about vampires. And she's like, what do you know about vampires? And he goes, doesn't matter what I know. We're never going to see each other again because there are people at this school watching you and your friends and asking questions you don't want them to ask. So pack up your things, drop you out, and move back this. to Mystic Falls. I'm a little bitch. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, like, fuck off, dude. Like, whatever. So what did you think about this? He knows things. Obviously, you know this because he was experimenting on a black man. But what did you think of this? <laughs> I like, I just don't care about him. <laughs> I mean, because he is <laughs> right there. Yeah. Like, why would I care about this white man when we have Katsia? Like, absolutely. Uh, correct take. Once again, Jill has the right opinion. Um, <laughs> our next scene is uh, Tyler. Does that mean I'm right about Kaylin Vaughn? <laughs> no. They can't all be that. winners, Jill. <laughs> our next scene is Tyler and Caroline on a staircase. He's like drinking alone. 
<laughs> Sounds <laughs> like sign. Tyler Lockwood drinking some brown liquor alone. Been doing that since his mom was alive. And he was just having rowdy parties with his werewolf friends. Yeah. So Caroline's like, hey, about here you are. <laughs> and Tyler's like, hey, I can't do the college thing. And she recovers admirably. She's like, yeah, anyways, I, I totally get it. Like, I've been pushing you way too hard. Like, make your own decisions. The point is you're back and we're together. And he's like, do you know why we're together, though? Because Klaus gave us permission. He's like, I'm sorry, but I can't fucking live like that. That that piece of it does feel very, like, shitty. Him being like, I can't stand that, like, I feel so emasculated by it. Like, that smacks of that to me, which does feel like character assassination to because, me. Yeah, I'm like, the show. The the show continues to pretend that he's doing the alpha male douchebag bullshit that he is so past. I I don't think even think it's just us giving him too much credit, or maybe it's just the way Trevino plays it, but like Tyler is thinking about like more serious things and just like I need to best this guy. So when they give like bullshit of him like being jealous of them, like at Miss Mystic Falls and whatever stuff, it's just, it just rings false. That's yeah, what it like, is. He's yeah. a bad guy who brainwash Tyler like, like, like with the with the sire bond made him hurt Caroline under the influence of such a thing then killed his mom like valid reasons killed to not his be a fan. friends and then killed his mom yeah I forgot about the hybrids <laughs> I gotta uh, remind you of our, our favorite characters the hybrid Kim mm-hmm. was hot let's not forget about that never forget like, Klaus genuinely ruined Tyler's life. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So, like, I get it. I get his reasoning. <laughs> yeah. No, Tyler's just a, an asshole who is bad to Caroline. Well, it's just like, it's like he, like, well, so let's, I'll keep going through the scene and we can talk about it as we go through it. Like, she's like, oh, great. So this is about Klaus. And he's like, no, this is about me. He killed my mom and got away with it. I can't just start caring about sociology and frat parties. And um, she's like, but you haven't even given it a chance. And he says, I didn't come here to give it a chance. Like, Caroline, you haven't given it a chance. Like, you're studying for courses you're not in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've mostly been doing, like, weird and now vampire Jesse's mystery science. unfortunately dead. Like, So Tyler says, like, I need to go after him. I need to find a way to destroy his life like he destroyed mine. And Caroline's like, whatever. Okay, you know what? For someone who hates Klaus, you certainly sound a lot like him. And she storms off. And I'm like, that's not fair. Klaus, I mean, yes. no. It, in the legacies, we were talking about like a, a lot of how, you know, we're pretending these things are equal. And that's what they're doing here. It's like, no, Tyler wanting a, a semblance of revenge against Klaus is not the same thing as everything Klaus did just for kicks, honestly. Yeah, and and I wish it was like the the summer spent helping other werewolves of it all really bumps and makes this not make sense at all to me. Like, I wish there'd been more of like, I have tried to get this out of my system. Like, I spent all this time like away from you, like feel like, like as I thought I could get rid of all of this ugliness inside me by doing something good, but I can't. Like, the only thing left to me is like revenge. Like, I, I can't feel anything else. Like, I just, the idea that like, it just feels very flat and very one-dimensional 
for and like he does not ha- again he doesn't have an internal life he's just saying all his thoughts like to I, not yeah it's not ever see Tyler like out and about like helping these wolves throughout the country is um bad <laughs> why what? are we not going to see that like we we always pretend the wolves of Atlanta are somewhere else. We pretend they're fucking Italy. Like you can do this. No, but isn't the screenwriting rule tell not show? (laughs) (laughs) My favorite screenwriting rule followed by you should barrel into a scene. (laughs) Don't just enter. You barrel, you glide, (laughs) you Kramer into a scene. I do. I Kramer in every scene. I write. Um, No, no, that's how Michael does actually. Kramer. Michael cannot help but Kramer his way in every room. Um, but yeah, it it's it's a bummer. Like it, and we've talked about all the ways that like the 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 ways this show specifically devalues, and we've talked about it with Bonnie and with Tyler about like choosing not to dramatize pieces of their lives and just being like, yeah, by the way, this is totally going on just off screen. But it doesn't feel real if you can't show us a piece of it and really like step out the emotional logic of it in some way or another. And so like, okay, bye Tyler. We can go out of town again. It's all the fucking same is the thing. Like at the end of the day, the result of every time he has left has been the exact fucking same. None of them have felt different. Like all of it is just like Tyler's here. He's not. It sucks. It's not fair to him. Yeah. Anything else, Jill? I don't want to monopolize the talk about your boy. It's a sad reality. It's your messed up family tree. (laughs) There's like nothing more to say that is not just repeating what we've been saying. I really, with the Tyler stuff especially, I hate that we have to keep repeating ourselves. But like, it's what's happening. And I think no one talks about that part of the show. Like, that's just not a thing that's addressed in fandom or discussion on the show but that's what's happening here with this character yeah i really don't see a lot ever out there about like tyler being under service like i i'm very like happy that there's been kind of like i think there's been a lot of like fandom discourse now about how underserved bonnie was and how unfair like the treatment of her character was like i see a lot of that stuff now and i'm very Mm -hmm like happy that that conversation is finally being had but this is definitely one i don't see as much and obviously tyler's like not as big a character or as central to the narrative as bonnie but i've never seen anyone talk about it whatsoever which is kind of a bummer because i think like trevino is giving a great performance and tyler's an important fucking part of this show like he is a spoke in the wheel like he matters i've said it before these are your Two people of color on the cast, and this is how you treat them. So even if Tyler is not written as a a character of color, like, Mm -hmm. come on. Yep. Um. So then we have a Katia Silas scene. She finds her talisman, and um, she's like, "Oh, step step and want to watch and then fuck." (laughs) Um. And she's like, "I'm gonna really is like I'm ready to fuck you as soon as I'm done with this." She is it's like, and you know, like before this, she was like, like looking in the mirror and she was like, you might see Stefan tonight. And if you see him, it's not a big deal. It's like, he just looks like Silas. It's not. And, and, and Silas doesn't matter to you anymore. If you don't <laughs> love him. You don't care about him. And if you see that face, who cares? 
Who cares what happens if you see it? You can, you can be mature. You can be normal. You can be absolutely fine and you can see it and it cannot affect you even a little bit because you're there and you're on a mission and you're a strong woman and you're going to find your talisman and you're going to get out of there and you're going to come home and you're going to eat some ice cream and it's going to be great. And he does not control you. And then one second after seeing him, she was like, no thoughts, head empty. Like, <laughs> let me definitely get has that. affirmations written like around her mirror in her cabin. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> this woman has a mantra. <laughs> and it's a secret. You're not supposed to tell anyone your mantra. <laughs> I love her. She's a mess. She is absolutely fucking everything. Silas, uh, you know, start. Uh, Silas is like, cool. Anyways, ah! yeah, it's, it's me, <laughs> Stefan, baby. Oh. He falls to his knees in agony, and like, Ketsy's like, oh my god, Stefan, what is wrong? She's Meanwhile, not at any point being like, are you Silas? She's still like, this is Stefan, who I'm gonna fuck. Beautiful okay, man. <laughs> hey, baby, what's wrong? <laughs> So, meanwhile, Damon is with Stefan. He's like, are you awake? Are you alive again? Hey, hey. Slap, slap, slap. <laughs> it's really Making funny. Making me laugh so fucking hard. Wait, they do show us that Stefan, like, woke up, but, like, he pretends to be asleep. <laughs> he is, like, it's so petty and so childish that he's, like, pretending to be asleep and then headbutts Damon and snaps his neck and is like, how does it fucking feel? <laughs> amazing he can't answer you (laughs) he's dead absolutely love that shit it's so fucking funny stefan shows up in the room with silas and ketsia and he's like that's silas he punches silas in the face he takes his daylight ring back and says he's working with my brother everything he said he was a lie and leaves (laughs) it's like god damn it they're not getting laid either one of them tonight what a bullshit night um, cause I also do believe that Stefan had a mirror conversation with him where he was like, just fuck someone tonight. Fuck anyone tonight. Just I- have <laughs> sex. You're an attractive man and you deserve to get laid. <laughs> Again, the thing, ab- the thing about his initial meeting with Katia is like, he was receptive. <laughs> Even though she gave him amnesia, he's like, I'm still gonna fuck you. And then Damon swooped in. <laughs> You're not gonna let. Damon, keep you from having sex tonight. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. The show is good. There's sex not being had, but we want it to be happening. As opposed to season four where sex was happening and we didn't want it to be happening. Which is wild <laughs> to think about. Unreal. To think about us being like, we don't want this sex happening. C- can you imagine? <laughs> So Katsy is like, yeah, that's all he knows how to do, lie. And she's like, you know, like, uh, you now you know where the anchor is, but you won't be around to find it. And she fucking starts doing a spell. He's like, you can't kill me. And she's like, I don't have to kill you yet. And she starts, she's chanting. And he's like, you love me. You know you love me. (laughs) And she's like, I did love you. And then you broke my heart. And now I'm going to break yours. And she puts her hand through his chest. And she says, or at least stop it from working so your blood can't flow through your veins. And it fucking rules. She says, it's going to dry. I'm going to dry you up. And you rot from the inside out so the world can see you exactly as you are. <laughs> a cold, gray, hideous 
monster. He's a cold-hearted snake. Look into his eyes. Uh-oh, he's been telling lies. Other lyrics, Paul Abdul. <laughs> he, like, desiccates. It's so hot. This scene is so hot. Congrats. Supposed to love her as much as we do. I don't even remember how people feel about this character, but I know I love her. I think we're supposed to be entertained by her. I think it doesn't matter whether we like her or not. Like, we're supposed to be like, whoa, what'll she do next? (laughs) And I do want to know. Janina Vankar should be a huge star. Look Look at her face. Look what she's doing. She's so talented. She's just in she she she's doing I feel like she's like she's working. She, she is she, she, absolutely she working. She fucking books, but it's not enough for me. I do agree. She was she's very good in the way back. <laughs> again, age appropriate love interest. Never forget. <laughs> way back again, the last movie I saw in theaters. For now, now but soon I'm gonna see another movie. And now Ben and JLo are back together. That we have back talked about Benifer. The true way back. <laughs> Guys, we're back together. I don't know Why not? <laughs> what I can say. The tweet that's like his Phoenix tattoo was gonna slowly disappear. I saw uh, like a picture of JLo driving a car and it was like, get in losers, we're gonna like regress and get back together like lesbians going through a trauma loop. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Um so we have a, our next scene. To just to, is, is a cold shower <laughs> because Doctor West Maxfield has a scene oh with God. Aaron last name, <laughs> and he is like, "Hey, you're about to go drive drunk. Don't fucking do that." Yeah, Aaron, and- don't do that. We love you too much. Don't drive drunk. We don't want you to die. Aaron, I don't love you, but I also don't want you to drive drunk. It's fucking dangerous and bad to both you and other people you don't know. What if you hit someone I liked with your car? Midway through the episode, they do like a full-on save on the bell PSA. Don't drive drunk. Do you know what I thought about the other day and I remembered? Um, you know, there's a there's a simple plan music video that's like an anti-drunk driving PSA. I cannot remember what song it's for, but I was shown it in my driver's ed class <laughs> to like teach me not to drive drunk. It was like, watch this simple plan music video and learn a lesson, Morgan. And I was like, I didn't need to watch a simple plan music video to know not to do this. I feel like during an anti-drunk driving seminar or whatever we had in school like it was intercut with like parts of incubus's drive good god the things they show us <laughs> children were impressionable so aaron's like you sound like that dad who thinks he's cool but isn't and dr max is like well i'll settle for that very dr. uncool max. and mildly responsible legal guardian now give me those keys and we all try to calculate how old he is yeah um so aaron makes a comment about like can i have some money for a cab like you manage my trust i feel like he's been his guardian for also like since he was very 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 young to which is why i'm like really yeah i don't think it's an answer situation i think it's been since he's like really 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 young like they have a very contentious relationship if i remember correctly yeah hmm it's like he he raised this kid is what i if i, I remember oh, wow. yeah so that's why babies i'm like having babies <laughs> this 12 year old like you're the legal guardian <laughs> now wes <laughs> 
Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll potty train you after middle school. <laughs> like this 12 year old's like, you are the legal guardian of this newborn baby. <laughs> all right, I have to go to a school dance where we're all in the cafeteria. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so like, they leave and he's like don't talk to elena gilbert um and he's like because i care about you and you're like all right whatever who knows what's going on with these <laughs> duds um <laughs> what aaron is great and tuxedo shirt every girl's crazy about a sharp dress man yeah <laughs> and they start sobbing trying to do this bit <laughs> So, David and Elena come upon uh, Silas's petrified body, and Elena's like, oh my god, Stefan! And Damon's like, it's not Stefan! And she's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, Damon's like, looks like uh, Katzi had her way with him. And she's like, so if that's Silas, then he's not a problem anymore. That's good, right? And um, he's like, no, that's actually quite bad. <laughs> so then at a motel, Nadia wakes up, she does not have a cane uh, shoved into her chest anymore. And Catherine is there looking out the window. And she's like, why didn't you run? Like, Silas is going to find you. And she's like, maybe he won't. Like, I'm pretty good at dodging the diabolical ones. And basically, she's like, he doesn't need me yet. So no need to worry about it. He says, um, so like. I need to ask you something. Where were you in 1498? And Nadia says, I don't know. I was eight. Why? <laughs> and Catherine says, because by 1498, I'd escaped, ditched the people that were chasing me, and found my way back to Bulgaria. I searched every village, every cottage, but I couldn't find you. And she doesn't care about this bit. I genuinely felt emotional at this point. Because, like, Nadia's like, you came back for me. Nadia's like, single yeah. tear. Her single See, tear. See, I thought Catherine was faking this. She no. cares about her, her baby girl, Jill. And she says, yes, Nadia, I went back for you. And then Should she I gives her Papa a cup of again tea. one more time? Jesus. How is, but, like. No, no, Jill, please. Knowing Catherine, like, she doesn't have, like, that genuine. But we know she cares emotion. about that one thing. The idea is she had this baby when she was still human. And I think, like, the memories that she had back then, like, I think they felt different to her. And, like, you know, the way she, like, you know, looks as much as we reference this scene, like, touches the book in the, <laughs> in the while she's in the cave. Like, she cares about that. And she, like, is telling us she went back and she looked because, like, I don't know, like – not not that this is how having a kid works for everyone because certainly it doesn't but it seemed like it really like was a strong connection that mattered to her above other things she went back to see find her family and they were all massacred so i'm like yeah it makes sense she would go back to see if her child was a she searched the village to see if her her child was anywhere around that makes sense to me yeah, and it's also the idea that, like... all the singing I did, Jill. I don't know if you noticed it. <laughs> well, I didn't. Can you do some more? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm singing and Jill feels nothing. <laughs> the thing is, I also think, like, it's a pretty big revelation to, like, have your seemingly dead daughter show up out of nowhere. She didn't know that not... Like, I, I think that's also, like, the surprise of that is pretty huge. Like, I... 
I have to imagine being offered on a silver platter a second chance with your child who you thought you lost. Like, that's got to be uh, feel pretty big, I would yeah. imagine. Again, Catherine, Catherine is human right now, so she can't even turn that shit off. Yeah, she's human. She's frail. Like, she's thinking about her mortality more than ever. Like, this is when it's time to talk to your kids <laughs> um, and impart some wisdom. <laughs> But no, it's just I like yeah. I think it. I think it's that. This like, it, is her legacy. This, this is, her, is legacy. her destiny. It's her fucked up family tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I get it. Like I, I get that it. It maybe is hard to, to. But but I really like it. Like I like how dimensional it makes Catherine. Like it. It puts her in this other role, and it like it gives her this chance to feel this way very late in her life like I, which i think like yeah. uh, so many of these scenes that don't work for me would work on a rewatch because i don't have mm-hmm. the context of everything so like watching this i'm like oh she's just like because nadia played her before so now she's playing her now so like on a rewatch i'd be like oh this is actually genuine mm-hmm. yeah which i will say like this is a show that massively benefits on rewatch like i'm having like it, it, one of the things about podcasting about legacies versus talking about this it's so weird to talk about it and not know where the season's going and like because i've gotten so used to talking about this show like very much in context mm-hmm. and it is odd like i i am it is going to be interesting when we eventually cover season three of legacies all together and i will be talking about it knowing what the fuck is going on because jail is hard we we talk often about how we want to know how jill's gonna feel about this season of television Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) uh-oh because some of the characters are like is jill gonna love this character i hope so um our our next scene is um in uh the dorm room and it is a tyler caroline scene tyler's packing up all his shit um and like it's just like they're both so fucking bummed out and she says i've been thinking about it and i've decided that i'm not gonna have this conversation with you again i can't just sit here while i'm waiting for you to come back and i think like what i will say about the like her preamble is like this is a conversation they've had a million times to the disservice i think of both characters like Mm -hmm. there have been so many times where i think they should have broken up before and it should have just been like Look, when we're together, maybe stuff happens, but like ultimately I can't love someone who's never here. Like they should have broken up a really long time ago. And I say that with affection for them as a pairing. Like I think it's been really damaging to both. The of problem them. is because the show doesn't write for Tyler. Mm-hmm. If they had broken up, there'd be nothing for Tyler. Mm-hmm. He would have been off the show. That's how it feels, the way that they write this character. Yeah. Which is is unfortunate and uh, not great. <sighs> um, it's bad. I, it's I. I just wish I had context for everything about it. Me too. That's the thing. There's there's certain things I'm just like I need context, and I'm like I don't know if I should ask friends about it. Mm-hmm. Like, but like if I ask friends about it, I probably couldn't even say it. You know, that's the right. thing. Yeah. So she's like. She's like, I don't want that either. And she says, then stay. Just be the love of my life. Just love me more than you hate him. Which is like, ultimately, like, that is the ask. And he says no to that. And like, I I get it. Like, that's, 
that is a deal breaker. It is understandable for her to expect more from Tyler than she does Klaus, but I still think the show is so lenient with how she feels about Klaus at the same time. I agree, and I do think, but, like, what I wanted to say about this was, like, that is the ask, but also, like, it's so, like, give, she says, don't walk away from me. I swear to God, if you take one more step, we're done. No more surprises, no more excuses, no more chances, we're done. And he, like, we get this beautiful, like, shot of him, like, he's crying, like, Trevino's fucking bringing it, and he leaves. And I do just want to say, like, I don't think this is a good scene for Caroline either. Like, I like I'm not pleased with her either. Like, ultimatums That's are what immature. I was gonna say, yeah. Like this, I, th- I this put a bad taste in my mouth for Caroline just because, like, she knows everything that Klaus put this kid yeah, through. It's always we we praised all the times that Caroline was like "fuck you, Klaus," and like she was away because she was helping Tyler mourn, and that's why they were off screen. But at this point, it's like. Why are we pretending what Klaus did to him is, like, so small? Like, there's a way you can help him without doing this. Because, like, he's not... Again, revenge is bad and, you know, dig two graves and all that stuff. Of course, we've all watched revenge. And by we all, I mean me. And you guys should watch revenge because, you know, Emily Thorne's a goddess. Uh, But, like, come... Like, Caroline. I feel like it's just... It's so much to ask because, like... She, we, we never saw her like be there for him mm-hmm. through all of that. Imagine we if were Klaus told she was. Yeah, Caroline's mom. How would she react to this? Yeah, that's the thing. It, it is very unequal, and it is very much like okay, just get over it. Like rather than like engaging in the fact that like his emotions are valid like which is you know like i mean we're constantly doing this dance with damon where we're like justifying the feelings behind all of the bullshit he does and obviously damon's like a main character whereas tyler is a secondary or like probably more realistically like a tertiary character given his amount of screen time but it is like it feels so insincere given how long they've been together it feels really insincere and it feels really like giving like it's giving short shrift to caroline too who like if you want to argue that like tyler is not a big enough character to justify giving him all of this narrative space whatever let's let's say i agree and move forward it it's a big disservice to caroline who is very much a main character to not ha- to like simplify her breakup like this and not let her like really go through something like mature and complicated like instead she kind of is just like he wouldn't make the time for me he wouldn't prioritize me so it's over and i'm like well that's not really fair and that's not really like mature of you to classify it as this and it's just kind of that's not the caroline that i know like like caroline might knee jerk do that but like Upon further examination, I feel like she would understand the nuance. It's because they're also, like, they're so segregated from the rest of the cast. Like, they have no interaction with everyone else for this. Tyler, Tyler, we know, is still at least interacting with Matt. Matt, obviously, we know, was not around. And from the deleted scenes, he doesn't interact with Tyler at all. Mm -hmm. They stop Tyler Jeremy stuff after season two. (laughs) Like, and besides, like, season three, like, I want to compel you, you know. Mm -hmm. It's just... They have sectioned him off so much from the cast. Like, all there is is the Caroline stuff, and all we get is that he is a a terrible boyfriend to her. What? 
But, you know, Klaus exists. But in the same thing, like, you could say that she's also being a terrible girlfriend to him. I agree. She's not seeing his side of this whatsoever. She, like, she has the moment where... Like, I, I've been pushing too hard and I'm like, okay, that's the Caroline that I know and understand where she's like, I've been coming on too strong. I'm sorry. I've not been, like, listening to you. But, of course, ultimately, like, this is your choice. Like, to to immediately be like, accept that you can't make a choice that I don't like. Like, when you love someone and when you, like, respect them and see them as a full, whole person, like – that should be a fucking conversation. Like, it just, and again, like, I, not everybody can talk about their feelings all the time because it's TV, and maybe that's not as interesting to watch to some people. I don't know what those people are dealing with because I like watching people have conversations. Uh, but yeah, come on. The show just doesn't fucking care about werewolves, and like, Tyler is helping werewolves across the country. Like, we should care about that. We should maybe see that, and they just don't. And if you like people having conversations, Morgan. Have you watched a little show called In Treatment? I think I actually have seen like an In Treatment in a class or something, yeah, and I did like that. it. But yeah, you know, you y'all know I love I love to watch people talk in a room. Um, it's it's the best. <laughs> um, but yeah, they it's just like yeah, it feels very thoughtless and it feels like a decision made where you can like yeah and we can yada 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 what happens with Tyler everyone will buy it and then Caroline can be free to hang out with like our main characters who we like and who we consider and who we like respect (laughs) so yeah they uh, Tyler and Caroline broken up end of an era kind of bullshitty it's it's just because I know what we have in store for us upcoming because of this and i'm just bummed because like i want to be sad about the breakup and not about how it's written yeah that's the thing (laughs) is like you deserve this relationship to be like honored (laughs) well no no i mean like the thing is like it's like you like i mean yeah you deserve that for this like relationship to end in a way that honors it you know like stefan like the way stefan and elena break up you know exactly like like these two have been together for a long ass time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been together like, like they deserve over a, a good. Yeah, in, end. in the world of show, it's only been over a year. Mm-hmm. No matter. And in, in high school, oh my god, that's huge. Um, high school to college, that's big. Um, it's so a yeah. messed up dating tree. <laughs> then at Salvatore House, Damon's pouring some drinks. Professor Blondie knows about vampires. He's like, yeah, he wants me to drop out of school because people are asking questions. And he's like, that's not great. What are you going to do? And she says, I don't know. But like, she, finding out the truth about Megan isn't going to bring Bonnie back. So I'm like, okay, I guess she gave up on that. <laughs> Just a <her> big <laughs> cause that she was so fixated on a minute ago. Avenge Megan's death over it. R.I.P. gay Megan. I miss you. Um, so then there's a knock at the door. Who could it be? <laughs> they finally start locking their doors because that's what it seems like. Or maybe Catherine's just fucking polite. There's no um, way she's knocking on the door. They're like, they had to have started finally, finally locking their doors. Catherine shows up. I scream because I'm always happy to see her. She says, what's so urgent? I'm on the yeah. run. She's now free to like go about because she knows who her daughter is and there was a single tear. 
Yeah, it's like now, like, she's like, yeah, of course, go. <laughs> go do your mission. So she's like, I don't have time for a pit stop. Then she sees Silas on the couch and goes, or maybe I do. <laughs> maybe I have all the time in the world. Catherine Pierce eludes death yet again. Ha ha. Because <laughs> you two finally did something right for once. How does it feel? <laughs> How does it feel when you're in REM? It, it feels, feels good. good. <laughs> I was truly screaming i was so happy it is so funny that she's like aha i'll never die and then this <laughs> happens to her to, um to real jenna maroney type of situation I, all she needs is like a scarf flowing in the wind my sexuality <laughs> um so she's damon immediately ruins it and is like he needs the cure to be a witch and he gives her a chomp and she's like stop no 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 damon no please he needs all of my blood it'll kill me he's and she's like i don't yeah, want to die like, i real. don't want to die <laughs> she like starts crying and it fuck it's fucked up and damon pauses for a second and then he says goodbye Catherine," and shoves her and gives her to silas and I silas love- I that Elena like looks possibly horrified, but then when it's revealed that Catherine's not dead, she's like, oh fuck. <laughs> Elena's like playing both sides. She's like, if she really dies, I'm gonna hold this over Damon and be really morally superior. And if she doesn't die, it's gonna be really annoying. Like I'm kind of like, <laughs> Elena wants to have her cake and eat it too. I can see those gears turning. <laughs> Honey, you either want her to die or you don't. <laughs> so then Silas uh, slurps her down and shoves her. He like undesiccates, and then we can hear bum 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 bum. David looks at Elena. Do you hear that, Elena? You've got to be kidding me. David takes a licking, keeps on ticking. Catherine opens her eyes, looks at David and Elena, and says. Am I in hell <laughs> in our episode? <laughs> Can uh, I write okay, Buffy Summers? The fun is just beginning. <laughs> it's cute. I am actually looking forward to uh, what what go- goes forward with this story with Catherine because it's uh, fun times. Yeah, I'm very happy to be honest. We are. We just finished uh, what is. Uh, the 94th episode of the series, by the way, Jill. Whoa. We've watched 94 fucking episodes of the show. Can't believe wow. we're close That's a lot. to breaking off that hundo. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that DVD hundo. Oh, the hundo is so good. Um, but you know what I mean, Except for one thing I hate in it, and we'll talk about that. <laughs> I think I don't hate it. Uh, but uh, yeah, we've talked about this, and you don't hate it. I do hate it, especially after everything we Ooh, talked about. Fair, Jill. Do you have any rankings for us? Oh yeah, I mean, me how many rankings. characters are ranked? Uh, Give it to me. This time around, give me that rank. That rank we that have rank. five. Five. So coming in at number five for that last line of the show is <laughs> Kathy. Yeah, Kathy. Kathy, baby. And number four, even though he was dead most of the episode, <laughs> um, Stefan. Hell yeah, that is uh, down three from being number one monster. last time. Yep. <laughs> number three, we have Tyler. Whoa, down one from last week where he had one line. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have fun. 
And my top two. <laughs> hmm, I wonder who they are. Huh. Hmm. Can you guess? <laughs> Dr. Wes Maxfield and my and, favorite and character, Aaron. Aaron. Last last name. Name. <laughs> it is Ketsia and Silas. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought it was going to be Silas, Silas and Ketsia, actually. Silas number two and Ketsia okay, is one. Hell sure. yes. Thank yeah. God. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah. This is as good as time as any to announce that Ketsia is my crush this week. She's my crush as well. Same. <laughs> Hell yes! Okay, the we all deserve rights. <laughs> She's so hot, guys. Like, she who gave her so the rights? <sighs> what are we doing? Why are there other characters? <laughs> Look, at least, se- again, season five is horny again in a way that I can get behind. And yes, it's not a euphemism, <laughs> guys. Well, <laughs> I don't know if there's anything else to fucking say. <laughs> we did it. We really fucking did. And I'm deeply proud of us. And I am looking up our socials in the show notes of a previous episode. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, Morgan. How have you, again, we're almost at 100 episodes and you've still not figured it out. So you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Amp Diaries Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Empire Diaries Pod. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Amp Diaries Pod, where we're, we'll probably be done. I don't know if we'll be done covering Legacy Season 3 by this point, but if we're not, we'll be doing that. If we are done, you can listen to all of it. Uh, we have a Discord, uh, which is super fun and sweet, and we have a chance to it's okay. talk directly to all our AMPs cut us. <laughs> and uh, we do bonus episodes and book club over there. Uh, yeah. Super fun. Read with us. <laughs> yeah. And uh, by the time this airs, we'll have already done our one-year anniversary. Hope it was good. <laughs> Hope you liked it. Uh, do we want to do personal plugs? No. I mean, I don't, but you guys can. You can follow me at Lorgan eh. if you want. You don't have my Joe Baggins. <laughs> you know, I'm doing up on personal plugs. I can't take any more tweets. And with that, uh, we certainly hope that you have found what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>